live in Facebook group. Hey. We live on Clubhouse. So we live. We out here. Facts, man. It's your boy Alan C in the place to be. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Coach Tay in the building. What's up, man? Coach Herb here. Hashtag thank you, Dr. King. <laughs> it's been a long time since I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Every Monday. Thank you, Dr. King, man. Wow. Sure, man. <laughs> also, man, happy birthday to, you know, the one who, I believe the first person to earn the moniker greatest of all time. Muhammad Ali. Hey, it's his birthday, correct? Yes, it's his birthday. Thought you was talking mm-hmm. about me, but thank you. Yes. Happy <laughs> 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 belated, big bro. Thank you, Ali. Yeah, Ali. Ali. Yeah. No. Low key, I ain't gonna lie. Capricorns kind of lit in my life. I got a lot of Capricorns. Hey, man, I'm I married one, so let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> lit. It's lit until it's time to do something on your birthday, and then you can't because it's both of us. <laughs> Jesus was Capricorn, Muhammad Ali, Martin the King, Aaliyah. Um, that's a bad combination. I wouldn't have that conversation with that. They all died kind of miserable. Like, that's, that's uh, uh, Kelly. Oh, uh, Kelly Capricorn. Robert. Oh, he oh, gonna oh. die miserable too. So, I mean. <laughs> It might be fun for somebody else, but he's gonna be miserable for him. Yeah, that's perfect timing for John. It's been a while, man. I had to tee that one up. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to do that. <laughs> not, not R. Kelly too. Hey, R. Kelly, you're great, man. It is what it is. You yeah, can't man. erase what R. Kelly did, even though he out here pissing on people. You can't erase hey. music. Yeah, man. He doing more than pain on people. They he didn't get arrested for peeing on people. I mean, they kind of right. slide under the radar. I was trying he, to leave it right there. Uh, you can't blame him for, for, for having sex with minors. You can't. <clears throat> I'm just saying, you can't not go for pissing on people. Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't even the worst part. <laughs> well, most you people that would be the worst part, but huh? right, right, right. You would think, but you know, I'm saying, homeboys highs and highs as lows as lows. That's right. Yeah, I can't. I can't even call him great. He he was great at doing a lot of things, unfortunately. So yeah, I see locking grown ass woman in the damn room, and they couldn't come out of the house and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how he turned one of them into a dog. All right, y'all. God damn it, we're supposed to be the sports talk. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't a sports talk if you can't be random. What up with the gorgeous woman and it turned out a dog? Oh, bro. <laughs> uh, bruh. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my Go left in a minute, boy. Quickness with the with the super quickness. All right, man, let's get to it. I ain't gonna run down the scores because we just want to um break down each game. Where, where'd y'all want to start? Well, y'all want to start with the Saturday start, the game? Let's start start with the, the Bengals Raiders. Yeah, Bengals Raiders. Let me just say before we even get into it, I've been disappointed at overall by the competitive level of these games. Like, as a whole. Thank God it was, what, one? Two games that was competitive to a, to an extent? Mm-hmm. 
and that's what we about to talk about the Raiders. But well, that was Bengals. actually a shot with a stop it question I had. Oh, okay. Bring back the shot with a stop it question. I guess we can lead off with that. Well, no, we ain't yeah, talking about those teams yet. Well, okay. I'll say when we get to those teams. All right, cool. So Raiders, Bengals. The Bengals win their first playoff game in what 30 years? 31 years. 30 years. 26 to 16. I mean, so I'm sorry, 26 to 19 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Joe Burrow had an amazing game. Get to it. Um, like you said, Joe Barrow had an amazing game. I said a lot of people were trying to blame Derek Carr for that game. I think he kept a minute because they ain't part until halfway through the third quarter. Mm. But that defense ain't forced the, the Bengals to do a damn thing outside of what they wanted to do. Uh, I agree. I, I felt like the, Ra- the Raiders defense uh, took a – similar to approach of what we've been seeing against the Bengals locally. And I just think it didn't work. Um, just can't give free releases to those wide receivers. They got too many, they got too many weapons. And if they add a legit pass catching tight end, like, I mean, even Uzama, Uzama's pretty good. Uzama's pretty good, but I'm talking about if you add like an athletic game changing mismatch tight end in that offense, it's a wrap. Like they, they already seem unstoppable, but it's a wrap. They can run the ball if they need to run the ball. They can, they got a good pass catching um, running back um, as well. Three legit young wide receivers with a legit young quarterback. I just thought that they played exceptionally well, not just this past weekend, but down the stretch the last three to four games. So I just think that they clicking on all cylinders. And if that can continue without miscues and without teams being physical with them, the sky's the limit. Okay. John, you, you, you going? You want me to jump in? Um, I don't I don't agree with Tay on a, the tight end situation. I think they can fill that position with an average tight end and still be explosive. I think they need to still keep addressing that offensive line because that offensive line is not good. It's just the fact that it's the – Patrick Mahomes uh, effect. He's getting the ball in his hands faster than how the defense can get there. And if you face a secondary or a linebacker core, that's going to actually not give you free releases and, and, and meet somebody to the punch, then that offensive line will be exposed. Like, he's one of the top QBs to get hit in the NFL for a reason. Um, but I, I think from on the other um, standpoint is, I think the Raiders mishandled a lot of game plan. They left a lot of points on the floor on the game. Um, a lot of things just didn't go that way. I mean, you had a probably pretty much a game time touchdown that got luckily hit from the DN on the helmet. So things just didn't go that way. They didn't use uh um <clears throat> their running back more as they should have. Jacobs, he seemed like he was getting hot. Probably should have been well over 150 total yards receiving and rushing. I mean, and this is his looking at the game from the third quarter on. Um, the Raiders uh, had a great team, but they, they could have game plan better to help them put them in a better position to at least be in that game a little bit earlier than what they was towards the end. To, to like, pick up off of the last point you made, um, 
the Raiders made a lot of mistakes early that would that stalled drives. And especially in the, the first half, and that that kind of like took them out of it. And when you look at it, that I think they lost their one of their uh, one of their three techs within the game. Henderson, I think Henderson got hurt within the game, and they put in a smaller body, and that kind of like affected their um, their run defense, and even to a degree their pass rush because Max was winning. Next was getting pressure. It's just if the ball wasn't coming out quick, Burrow, you know, was either sacked or he made a hell of a move to make somebody miss. Like his pocket awareness is underrated. And I would say his ability, his his moxie, if you will, to stay in there and make the, the tough throws with pressure in his face, like that's something that's that you just got to be born with. He's really good at that. But I'm curious to see what, what teams will do um, as far as being more physical with this with the Bengals, especially at the snap of the ball. I, I don't know what it is about the NFL that they, like, if they give so much respect to the opponent. Like they don't trust the the X's and O's of it. Maybe maybe they outthinking themselves. Like it's not that simple as we might think it would would be. Like to jam somebody in first and ten situations or second and long situations. You know what I mean? Third and shorts. Why are we playing off on third and shorts instead of jamming the receivers? You know you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like I don't. I, it seems like they overthinking it. Like, huh? The game is the game. Like, it's simple. Let's stick to what what got you there. So I'm curious to see how that play out. Um, so I have a question about that. Is that something that's coached as far as being a bumper run player? Because I know about 10, 15 years ago when we got Jimmy Smith, he was saying he doesn't like to play bumper run. <laughs> uh um I don't know. I, I think well listening to uh like former players and even some current players in the league now, I think the rule change has something to do with how much press coverage we see. Because if you think about it, outside of maybe a handful of guys you can name. You rarely see anybody in press coverage anymore. You know, especially guys who, who when you look at their skill set, like yo, you would, you would thrive in bump and run situation, bump and run coverage. It's more off, man. It's more. I don't know. Maybe it could be a rule change. Like you can't touch the receivers as much as you used to. Because I, 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 I like I, I I was joking, not joking. Um. Leaving the the Raven game, the Raven Steeler game, I'm sitting and thinking to myself, like, man, we ain't have a pass interference call against us in a while, and I'm like, damn, not since Marlon been hurt. It's because they're playing you know, at fifteen, huh? That's because they're playing at fifteen, right? And but that's that's the point I'm making. It's like 
why you got guys who built to play bump and run, but you playing it off? I, I don't understand it. I don't think it's got to do with the, the rule change. I think it's just a lot of mentalities of teams of trying not to get beat deep and not willing, not being willing to willing to give up underneath and not give up deep and then trying to bow up when it comes time to get to the red zone. I think there's certain teams that have different mentalities. If you watch Tampa Bay, when Tampa Bay plays man coverage, they're, they're pressing. When you watch Indianapolis, when Indianapolis plays man coverage, they're pressing. Um, when they got Rocket Center and when they got uh, – what's the other young boy? Kenny, Kenny Moore. Moore. Yeah, and uh, the other guy, I forgot his name too. Uh, you know, the the one from Hard Knocks. Is it, was it? Is they, Xavier Rose. Xavier yeah. Rose, help. When they got those guys and they are pressing, like, and with, when I watch certain teams, it's just certain teams have a different mentality when it comes to San Francisco. When you watch them against Dallas, they they disrupted Dallas's timing a lot by being physical at three or four yards, mm-hmm. and which you can be. And it kind of threw Dak and them off a little bit yesterday. How how dominant has Cooper and Lamb and uh, Cedric Wilson been this year when you give them free releases? They've been extremely dominant. But to San Francisco's credit, knowing that you have the pass rush you did, you do, they were they came up and disrupted that. So good teams can, will do that when and that was their their mindset coming in. And you can tell San Francisco had a different mindset, but we can get to that later. Yeah. I believe uh to, to chime in, I believe it's both. I believe it's um, coaching and the NFL. I believe uh, cornerbacks are going into a situation where they already feel like they're being beat. That's why you are see a lot of pass interference calls going down the field instead of them turning around and looking for the ball. As that goes with players, it's coaching with technique, and that goes with their game plan, and it goes into the NFL's hand. The NFL has has changed the game to the point where – easier for the NFL for um, offensive to get the game yards. I mean, think about it. You got a lot of backup quarterbacks that should have been out of the league by now, but they're still in the league because they're making defenses are making average quarterbacks look good. Good quarterbacks look great. Great look like elite and elite look legendary. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with defense. You can't give 10 yards off the ball consistently to average or great receivers and think you're going to get off the field three and out. It's not going to help your pass rush, and it's not going to help your defense. <clears throat> and quarterbacks are scared from the NFL rule. If I can't touch them at the five yards, I'm, I'm already beat. You lose your technique. You already lose mentally. So I think it's a, a both in play in hands. <clears throat> and, and, and to be fair, we're talking about when teams are, are fully healthy. Because if you got a bunch of backups in there and you know he's not – solid in, in press coverage, you're not going to put him in a situation to fail. But at the same time, it's like... Well, you would think that one would... Some you, you would think. Do it. You would think. But but so at the same time, if 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 the situ, if it's a situation where I need a stop on third and five, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just play off at three. <laughs> like, like, I don't need you pressing it. Like, if you struggle at pressing... And I need to stop at third and five. Like, man, I can't have you playing at the sticks. 
Some coaches have people press and then they don't even jam on the press. Hey, so. I don't and that that's the one I don't understand. I will not for the life of me, I don't get it. How you line up in the man face and you're and you're reading the splits of the receivers. So you know which route is coming. And even if even if the, the press is to disrupt, like say it's a uh it's a switch play. Where the slot, the slot receiver is coming to the outside receiver, the corner's responsibility. You would think to press the guy in front of you, that way you can you're, you're disrupting two routes. You can press him and ride him to the inside. That way you see the, the wheel route coming, you can get off and, and cover that. But you just let the man walk right by you to, for the slant. And it's like, bro, why are you there anyway? Like, why are you just standing in his face doing nothing? It happens way too many times in this league, and it's sickening. Like, I don't get it. I agree. And 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 like to to go back to the Raiders and Bengals game, the the touchdown that was controversial. I don't believe it. The whistle came after the ball was in the air. Right. It was, a, it was an inadvertent whistle. Like the refs made a lot of bad play, bad, bad decisions in that game, including the inadvertent whistle. But that didn't stop the play. Like Buddy still could have made a play on the ball. He just decided not to. I don't and he like was beat. How, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just don't like how people kind of interjected the referees into. The game is saying, you know, they got killed. I just, I kind of, it's a pet peeve of mine. That's all. Uh, well, it was, unless it was a black head ref, so I mean, it, it was a, it was a black head ref, so. <laughs> oh, so that's yeah, yeah, it was, it was Jerome, and they decided now we ain't coaching, we ain't taking that crew no more. I, I wanted to do the same crew for the Dallas game. Well, that crew won't be uh, brought back. That's what I wonder. Question. Mm-hmm. Good question, but it was another black guy that didn't run down there on time, too. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. With the These Raiders. Get it right, bro. Two weeks away from, from black Mike history. Mayock is out at the Raiders. I just seen that, and that's why I said, what? I'm sorry. So, that's the dumbest. For me. That's the dumbest thing. I don't get it. I wasn't counting that as a coaching opening. Honestly. You thought the, the interim was going to? Uh, keep I thought the interim was going to stay because, in the midst of their con- the confusion of this season, he still got them to the playoffs throughout of all that noise. Yeah, I agree. But now I, I definitely count as a coaching opening. Now that you know the GM can decide who can and who can't be on the. Uh, I mean, could decide who's going to be the head coach that they want to hitch their, their wagon to, so to speak. Right. As a fan of Mike Mayock, when it comes down to combine and scouting and stuff like that, I'm glad that he's fired. That way we can – I can <laughs> – He can get him back on know, TV. He can get him back <laughs> on TV. <laughs> NFL Network. But that just, I mean, I just don't understand some of the decisions teams are making. Like, I don't, first of all, Henry Ruggs was a legit wide receiver. You can't – foresee him doing something dumb like a DUI. Like, I mean, wh- why is he fired? I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. And he and he's been hitting on guys as far as in the draft. 
and even in free agency, he re- he revived Zay Jones' career. Yeah, that's great. Like everybody thought Zay Jones was a bust, an afterthought. Like, and here we are. He's like making key catches all year long for that team. Max Crosby, like he's finding pass rushes. Like, right. I don't, I don't get it. Denzel like, Perryman. Like making making solid moves to bring vets in, difference right. makers. Like I don't get it. I don't get it at all either. But that's why I was thinking like that's that position that still wasn't going to be a, a change there. But now with a new GM, it's definitely a change. There. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to clean house from this whole uh, N word, F word thing that they got going on, and mm. just trying to. I don't know, but. It just don't make sense to me. This still don't look good. It's still not a good look. Gave that man three years, and and he did what what you ex- like what you expected. And to be fair, I think the timeline was probably sped up a bit because when you think of how many times, like the, the the Khalil Mack trade, the um all the moves early that was like confusing that they made when he first when he when him and John first joined. Say, man, what the Raiders doing? The Raiders ain't gonna make the playoffs in such and such amount of years. And then here we are three seasons later. Then not only did they make the playoffs, they got a legit core going forward. Like that defense (laughs) was solid. If I'm not mistaken, um, they caused the most pressure out of any team in the league without blitzing. Like just from four men, they get pressure consistently. Like they moved in the right direction, and you get rid of the GM. Like, ah, I guess bad franchise is going to be bad franchise. I agree. Thing that's one of the that's a brand name in the NFL, though. It, Even though it's a it, brand name for being a bad franchise, still right. a brand name. <laughs> it's, it's like after John Madden just went downhill. That's what that was one of like. my. That was one of my shop at a stop is uh, uh, questions um, that we could get into later on, but it's just like. I don't understand it, man. Like, bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Mm. Insane. All right, let's move. Let's move to uh, the Saturday night game. I was looking forward to this game to be a classic, and it was a classic the wrong way. Bills destroyed the Patriots, forty-seven mm. to seventeen. Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than incompletions. <laughs> Devin Singletary, let this sink in. Devin Singletary, a back that we all was high on coming out a few years back, who struggled to get in the rotation all season long at 81 yards rushing and two TDs. Game plan. Yo, let me, Man. Help, let me just, I was I was excited about this game about talking about this game because if you ask y'all actually the, the last show we had who I thought was going to come out of the AFC and I picked the Patriots because I just thought that nobody could out game plan Belichick and them uh, Belichick and them the way no I mean just pretty I just thought nobody could out game plan them and I thought that they could run the ball successfully. McDermott and his staff 
our game plan and our coach Bill Belichick, not just to to a win. I'm talking about to an embarrassing win. Like it was to the point where no adjustment was could be made. It, it they left no doubt. When you say leave no doubt, Buffalo left no doubt as to who the uh, AFC East superpower is going forward. They they dominated that game from start to finish in every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. Coaching, offense, defense, special teams, uh, approach. I mean, it was just – it was probably the most dominant win I've seen in the last 10, 15 years. And then they was just doing stuff to embarrass them. And I was like, oh, these dudes just come with a mindset of we about to make y'all look bad in the division, like in front of everybody on this national stage. It was great to watch. It, it was, first of all, you know, the, the hater in me wanted to see New England go through something like that. Well, I'll get home <laughs> the, the coach and, and person who really respects Belichick was like, oh, you're getting embarrassed out here. Like McDermott and – I mean, um, what's the other – what's the offensive coordinator? He had no Brian no answer at all. Oh, you're talking about Josh uh, McDaniels. McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels had no answer. Yeah, um, I blame the reporter. <laughs> the reporter after the first game asked Micah Hyde and another defensive player, "How'd you feel to get embarrassed?" Or oh, something yeah, stupid yeah. like that. It was one of them bad questions. And he was like, "Oh, we got embarrassed. Oh, all right." And the next yeah. two times, they smacked the shit out the Patriots. <laughs> I think I, I have more again, questions, I'm... more questions about that game than like a true breakdown. But I'll say the turning point in the game was the Micah Hyde interception. I think that early was the turning point in the game. Like, because like the Patriots had some life. Like, damn, Mac Mac was running the ball, had a couple throws. That that throw was was beautiful. Like it 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 hit Nelson right in his hands. Who knows if he caught it, but it hit him right in his <laughs> hands. And then Micah come out of nowhere as he normally do oh, and make a play. But my question is like with everything you said, Taywan, I think the Patriots lost the game by the weather report. To me, they just look cold. They look like they didn't want to touch nobody. Like they like they was rushing the passer, as if like man, it's too cold out here. I feel like they couldn't get past the fact that it was six degrees, and that wind felt like negative eight or whatever it was. Not like, playing in Boston. Well, no, they was in Buffalo. They was in Buffalo, but still, they still play in Boston. I mean, from what we hear, it's a different. Either way, it's a different mindset. I mean, I understand it's in Canada and all that, but goddamn, you're still playing the cold weather state. True, <laughs> true. But I just feel like it was, they had a, a whole different, like they, they just looked soft. They looked like they was it was too cold for them to be out there. Undisciplined. They, just, they weren't physical. Like Buffalo was literally punching them in the mouth. Like eat routine catches. New England couldn't do. They couldn't just make. They couldn't make easy plays. Like they, they, they didn't jump off the ball 
and want to touch nobody in the run game. Or in the pass game, in the pass protection, they were catching. Like it, it just looked, they look soft. They look soft and cold. But uh going forward, the Raiders have what's that? Let me see. The Patriots have the 21st pick in the draft, and the Raiders have the 22nd pick in the draft. Okay. What would what would y'all say would be the uh the areas they, they approach first? And do said, Belichick um, keep the pick? They keep they draft in the first round. I would think so. I haven't looked at receivers yet, but I'm definitely going to work for them. For Patriots. Okay. I mean, we can sit here and keep hoping and Kale Harry and <laughs> Myers become what we want them to be. But what they are ain't gonna get it for, for Mac Jones. When the Kill Harry Mac Jones is all that. Nikhil Hurry, Hurry, a free agent now, right? Should be. Yeah, because they declined a fifth-year option. Yeah, yeah. so Nikhil's a free agent. Um, I agree with Al. They got to get some type of a receiver in there. Um, as far as the Raiders, um, I'm thinking maybe offensive line, and if not offensive line, maybe another safety, maybe. I'm thinking something uh, with the Raiders, they gotta go offensive line, but they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have let a, a lot of those offensive uh, linemen go in the free agency when they did and mm-hmm. put themselves in the hole. And that came and in, in, in play into that game. The, the, all they talked about in the commentary that I watched when I watched the last half hour of that game was the whole Raiders fan base hate Leatherwood and he's been terrible <laughs> the whole year. And after they said that. Holding penalty, holding penalty, got beat for a sack. Like I was like, God damn! He moved him to tackle to guard, and you still ain't playing playing good. So they got to address that at least a tackle or another guard, probably center situation. Because even the center got called for a holder call. Um, and like you said, somebody on defense, maybe a game changer. Hopefully they can find something. It can fall towards them in the linebacker um, secondary. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. Too many people go. Mike Mayock been getting it wrong for the um, Raiders organization. So I think that um, for the Patriots, I just think it's the best player available. Really, they do a lot of free agency things. So maybe just shit, addition. That's all I can say for the Raiders. I mean, for the Patriots. The Patriots just last year. I'm sorry. This this upcoming season will be his his last season. Did you get a full year deal? Oh, okay. Huh. Hey, he let that nigga okay. so, but they, but they did right bench him for Christian Wilkerson. So who knows? They might even just cut him in the offseason. Hey. I ain't even know they should go as soon as I said that. Well, Mike? Yeah, Mike Mayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. We was just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, wide receiver. Is a must for the Patriots, and I agree with everybody else about the offensive line, or maybe a corner for um for Vegas. Mm, yeah, how much? How much? And for 
as far as the the Patriots game plan, because I heard they they were were without like three starters in the secondary. I think the only starter that played was J.C. Jackson. Hmm. I think McCordy was out from what I heard. You know, how much did that play in their game plan? I did see a lot of cover three that I wasn't used to seeing from the Patriots. And they hmm. ran cover – like, whenever uh, Josh seen, like, a cover one look, he, man, I'm tucking this. Ain't nobody open? All right, bye. They pick up 19 yards. I think it go back to what you were saying about, you know, them – they could have ran anything, whatever. And Buffalo just looked more physical than than they did. Buffalo looked like they wanted to embarrass them. And it was just a different mindset than what we used to seeing from a Patriots team. It just didn't look – they didn't look disciplined. They didn't look like – you're right. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. Uh, especially after that Micah Hyatt interception, it was like, all right, we can do everything right and this still happened. Right. And we just started going downhill from there. So sometimes your ass whooping is just coming. Sometimes yeah, you just I agree. Ass yeah, I agree. About, yeah, you would do. <laughs> Did they had that all year long? So so basically you're saying the Patriots fan who threw the, the banana on the field after the touchdown. <laughs> Hey man, speak on that. <laughs> Somebody had to run out there and pick that up. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Nigga have been like, I'd have been petty and shit in the phone booth. Yo. As soon as he right. touched it. Y'all have any shot for the stop should we move to the next game? Yeah, yeah. I got shot for the stop it. Uh shot for the stop it. These bad organizations should not attract good coaching candidates based on their track record with other coaches. I'm going to shop it for a tape that I had a while back that y'all laughed at me on. Bad organizations just don't deserve to win. Like, you've done wrong to certain people. I don't think you get to, you get to be rewarded. Now, just because someone is a good coordinator don't mean that they're a great coach. Those are two different things. But a proven coach like um, Brian Flores, nah. Mm-hmm. A proven coach like a Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. No. And just because you get your your white coordinator offensive coach don't mean you're going to go to the playoffs. L.A. Chargers. Hmm. That's what happens when you guess for analytics. I'm going to shop it because (laughs) if you just name certain places – Miami, for instance, with Flores, that was a that's a bad situation. To me, to win, I believe it was who was he nineteen and 14. I don't know. He was like, something like that. nineteen. He was nineteen and fourteen, something like that. So when you, if you can be that successful 
especially, you know, considering your counterpart. And you beat the team. You're 4-2 versus the team that's dominated the division for the last 20 years. And you still can't make stuff right? It's just, like you said, Alice, bad team, bad brain organizations just can't get it right. Oakland, with this Mike Mayock firing outside of something we don't know yet, like maybe he, I don't know, maybe he friends with R. Kelly or something. I don't know. Uh, but if not, they just make bad decisions. The Jets, like drafting Zach Wilson, in my opinion, who's and then on at right after you draft Sam Donald, and then you follow up with Zach Wilson. Bad organizations make bad decisions. Like it's just what it is. The Detroit Lions. You fired Jim Caldwell after he was successful, and you haven't had success since. Bad organizations make bad decisions. Like it's just it's so consistent. That's, that's so not stop there. Bad. That's not stop there. I rock for McNaggy a little bit, but. Lovey Smith got fired at the Tennessee. <laughs> Matt Nagy is the it's the coach that it's the the karma that they deserve. These these organizations <laughs> getting the karma that, that, that they deserve. It's bad organizations. Still but again, y'all move all the way up to draft Matt Tra- um, Mitch Trubisky mm. is the number one quarterback in the draft. They got Pat Mahomes. And Deshaun Watson. Jeez. He was the first quarterback taken. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll make it even dumber is they, they traded all that stuff just to move one spot when he could have one spot, right? Fell to him. <laughs> <laughs> even teams like Atlanta, right? When you think about it, you had Kyle Shanahan who was successful, and then they got rid of Shanahan, right? They didn't get rid of Shanahan. Shanahan was offensive coordinator. Yeah, they ain't giving me that coaching job. Dan Quinn got got rid of Dan Quinn. All right. So, I mean, okay. Well, you seen the writing on the wall. You had success with Shanahan. I would have just got rid of Dan Quinn and hired Shanahan. But um, but then you got rid of Raheem Morris. Like, after he turned that – if you watched last year, he turned that team around, gave them – had them playing very well. And you get rid of him. Now he's on the Rams with success defensively. And where are you at? You think about shopping Matt Ryan right now. Who the hell going to buy Matt Ryan? Huh? So who the hell going to buy Matt Ryan? Ah, there you go. Somebody will. No, I'm saying who's going to buy, like, 2022 Matt Ryan? Somebody will. Detroit Detroit thought it was a good idea to trade Matt Ryan. How are you going to pay Jared Goff and Matt Ryan to be bums? How? I don't, who who says all right? I want Jerry Goff in the deal. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's just be real. Like, what are we doing here? Who's that GM? Is it he the woman? Looking, I think Is I think my, she was looking out for Matt. Right. I think that's what she she was looking out for see, Matt. See, that's why you know it's a bad organization. You look out for yourself. They don't look out for the, was, the player. Yo, it's no way in hell. I could be in any position of power in a Detroit Lions organization. Like, you know what? You throw Jared Goff in the deal and we got a deal. <laughs> no way. 
There's no way in hell I can say that. Like, what, what has Jared Goff done to make you say that? Look, no, I need I need more picks. If you want to make this happen, let's get more picks involved. Then you can shop Jared Goff to wherever. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the whole the whole Texans uh, debacle with uh, with O'Brien, and he's in talks of getting another head coaching interview. How? Mm-hmm. Did you ruin the whole Texas organization, and then you still find a way to get an enemy? Bro, we know how we know we know what that's about. You're a head coach in Alabama. I mean, he's an offensive coordinator in Alabama, and he white. So, and that office look trash compared to the last four Alabama teams. To be totally honest, to be 100 percent honest, yes, yeah. Um, but to yes, my thing is. I agree. That's I shot it for sure. The bad organizations don't deserve good coaches. But at the same time, the coaches shouldn't even look at that destination as an attraction just because the opportunity is there and the money. A lot of times people chase the money and just chase to put it on their resume. Like, hey, I could go here for a year. Head under my belt, but like, why? Like, why? Why set yourself up for that type of failure? I think I the thing is, those opportunities don't come along for coaches like that often. I mean, Dave Cully is sixty something years old, and this is his first head coaching job. So, who knows when he was going to ever get another coaching job or another chance to be a head coach? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, so I understand point. jumping on that one, but for someone like Eric B. Enemy or Byron Leftwich or Martin like someone Dale. that's that's fairly young, that's already at a winning organization, I don't see that career that being a a good career move. I think it's more right. career suicide. That's a good point, Al. But it's also a good point by Herb too. Like, do we really know that some of these coaches haven't gotten offers and just said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm a, I'd rather just stick it out and not yeah. go to this place. Like, you know what I mean? We don't – like, do we really know for sure that Eric enemy didn't get an offer last year and he just was like, no, nah, I ain't trying to go to the Giants or I ain't trying to go to – you know what I mean? Like, I think that's like, what we, happened more than anything. Right. That's what right. I'm saying. I, I don't blame him for that. Like – you are hey, already at a successful organization. Right. Until a I, successful organization is not successful anymore. Um, you hear something bad about Pat Mahomes or you hear Kelsey or Hill is out. I'm sitting here running this offense. Right. Well, maybe he heard something in the grapevine that Andy Reid's going to retire in three years. And he's like, all right, I'll just be the heir apparent to Andy Reid when he leaves. Like, I mean, we don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roland had a statement. Uh, bad. Or, he said, or bad organizations can't develop good players. That one I don't agree with. I don't agree with. That's There's a lot of team. good players at bad. A lot of good players on every team. Yeah. It's a whole lot. Especially the bad ones. Because they normally the, the higher draft picks. Right. Unless you draft him Zach Wilson or Derek Cole. <laughs> Or Matt, um, not Matt Stafford. What's the name? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> Any other shop of the stoppers? Or Baker Mayfield. Um, my shop of the stopper was should the NFL get rid of that seven seed, being that they have the extra game 
in the season now. So nah. I'm stop it. No, nah, that's too and much. The seven seeds got embarrassed. Too much money to get rid of the seven seed. It just it's, it's the just same amount of games. Say it again. It's the same amount of games. What you mean? Instead of one and two, same, you say keep the same amount of games, but just get rid of the seven seed. Yeah, if you get rid of the seven seed and go back to how it was, it's the same amount of games. Nah, nah, I want to say get rid of the seven seed. It's just the second team has the buy. First and second I, seed has buys. Yeah, I I want to say get rid of seven the seven seed. I mean, low key, you like think of think of the seven. All right, the seven seed was the Steelers. Who, as you look at their, their team as a whole, they ain't deserve to get the seventh seed. This whole year has been crazy with injuries and a whole bunch of weird situations. Ain't no way a team that has a tie with the Lions on their resume deserve to get the seventh seed. But at the same time, if the Chargers <laughs> would have played for the tie and got in, I don't think the Chargers would have got embarrassed like that against Kansas City. That had been more of a, a true dog fight than than it was before. Than with than with uh, Pittsburgh, it was just a bad matchup. The seventh seed was Pittsburgh versus the Chiefs, the Chiefs. yeah, and the Eagles versus the Bucks. Once again, Chiefs, two bad game. matchups. Yeah, right. that's all it was. But it's that's the same thing in the NBA. Well, one versus eight. It's the same exact shit. I, I get what you're saying, but but when you factor in the just the injuries that destroyed a lot of teams, a lot of good teams, COVID destroyed a lot of good that, teams. You obviously say without injuries, and if you if Kirk Cousins would have played a little bit better, the Soto game would have been better versus the uh, Tampa Bay with a uh, Thielen and and Jefferson and Cook. I mean, you'd have got more stars, a little bit more of an uh, uh, experienced team in there. But I still would have think it would have been the same I mean, exact but, shit. But, but technically, you still get, you got an experienced team in. In the AFC, they just got spanked. Yeah, in the AFC, even though even that team was building, rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casey Hayward and – not Casey Hayward, excuse me. Hayward, what, what – Cam Hayward? Whoever that Hayward is on the, on the Steelers and yeah, um, yeah, and Ben are the old guys, but that offensive line is young. The running back is a rookie. The wide receivers are young. The corner besides Joe Hayden is young. Well, that's yeah, a lot of inexperience on that team. Yeah, I, I just think I think that I think they'll stick with it at least for another year because like injuries killed it. It's like even even I. If Jameis don't get hurt in New Orleans, New Orleans is in. Or even they, they had a bunch of injuries and COVID restrictions down the stretch. I think New they Orleans would get in. 49ers did. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of 49ers. Would, but I'm saying the good teams would have, like, it have been seven of the better teams. I just think having almost half of your, your league in the playoffs is never a good idea. That's all. I've, I've been on that. For the NBA, and I'm going to be on that for NFL. Just having uh, half of your league in the playoffs is not good. Uh, I'm going to stop it at uh, that Tay had brought up earlier with the coach. Say it again. What was that? What was the shot of the stop that you had, Tay, about the uh, – Oh. It was disappointing. 
Hold no, on, I was hold saying... on. Before you, did, before you do that, Roland had a comment. The NFL don't don't want to take money off the table. They will add teams before they go back. And that's a fact. They don't need to take them taking the extra team off. You can make more money for extra game. The extra Especially playoff when you get a money night football game, game tonight. It is an extra game. Well, no, it's not, extra, have it's not an extra game. You just got to. Yeah, it is. It's three. It's three. Yeah. You're right. It, it is. It is. It's not an extra game. What it does is a set, that seventh seed adds a little bit more to the end of the regular season yeah. because and, it, yeah. it gives more, more people a chance to get in. So it, what you did, you the suspense built the way the NFL wanted it to build towards the end of the regular season. The only issue is when it came time to playoff time that the games weren't competitive. So that's the black eye on the on the on the seventh seed. The good thing about the seventh seed is, like I said, it added suspense to the end of the year. Who's going to get in? All of these matchups coming down to the last week. Somebody can get in, or whatever the case may be. If the Ravens made it, if obviously Steelers made it, uh, whoever else, Miami made it. Somebody's getting blown out, and that's just right. what it was. Just like, look at the AFC North uh, as a whole. I mean, you had three teams that could have clinched the division and won a division, and when it came down to two or three games, so everybody had to compete. Yeah, and, and it winged itself out after a couple of losses. Right. So I think I think it's going to be good. I think I do think they're going to try it out one more year, like Herb said. And if 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 you see the same thing in the first round of the playoffs, as far as blowouts and non-competitive games and stuff like that, they're going to be like, all right. We got to take this guy out and put our top seed back in, or whatever. I mean, put out you know whatever that it takes to just get to get that more competitive game. Right, and and then like I said, the matchups was just terrible. You got a damn near forty year old quarterback who likes to throw sixty five passes. Who threw what? He, who was that? The Browns game. He threw forty passes in a half and only had ninety yards against a high powered offense. And then he on the did twenty one, huh? He did 21 last year, I mean, last night for like 64 yards. Right. That that, <laughs> that doesn't work against Kansas City. And then on the flip side, you got technically a rookie quarterback against arguably the best defense in football who can't make, who wasn't making any throws, who, who wasn't making the right reads. Like, it's mm-hmm. a bad matchup. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that, that Ben stat only really works against really one team and unfortunately that team resides in charm city so i want to get that way yet let's go to sunday games <laughs> <laughs> i want i wanted to get to that uh that question real quick yeah the Colts. yeah it was a uh layer question okay um so shop it or stop it who had the worst or most disappointing ending to the season, the uh, Indianapolis Colts or the Baltimore team. Ravens? Yeah, that's too easy. You got to pick a different team. Well, I, I, is it really that easy? Yeah, it's the Colts. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I thought you were thinking about it. Same thought. Uh, yeah, okay. It's is more it because they play Jacksonville? The Ravens, but yeah, it's easy to the Colts. It's easily the Colts. It, even when you, even if you like, you look at the 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 
the what we had 26, 27 players on IR. Basically. Oh, don't blame that IR. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna just use that as blame, but is it really is it really that disappointing to say oh the Ravens didn't make it? Like the Ravens were eight and two, and then their star quarterback went down, missed the rest of the games. They lost every game before the star quarterback. Well, is that really disappointing he, compared to how many to games a team? did he miss? Four? He missed four games, right? He missed the last, no, he missed five. I thought it was four, but all right. Ten, well, but, four, four and three fourths. Well, they <laughs> five was getting and three fourths. They was getting blown out before he got sent out of that out of the fifth game. So what? What? They was losing. It was I mean, zero zero in Cleveland when he got hurt. Right. What are you talking no, about? He got hurt in Cincy. He got hurt no, in he Cleveland. No, he got hurt in Cleveland. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm he was four for four. <laughs> like, what, what and they still, they, they, still the <laughs> they still was going to lose the game with him in the game. So. All right. That's fine. That's fine. But the, <laughs> but the point, like, like, that's not really, that's not disappointing compared yeah, to a team that, that was, like, pretty much healthy and had the whole – Thing locked up, just had to beat Jacksonville. And I, completely was ready, I was ready to cancel my AFC pick of Buffalo and say Indianapolis is going to have the best AFC run. Oh, yeah, you high. You was high. I said that. Yeah, I you and Taylor was high. That was high. I said that. I don't know how. I don't know what happened. You you watch Hard Knocks before that show. That's what it was. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm finally... I'm finally free. I'm done. Oh, it's a, so you, it's a divorce <laughs> that's been waiting to happen, <laughs> bro. Gave up. I ain't getting Carson. abused no more. I'm running. You can't have a top five offensive line, uh, MVP caliber running back with a rushing title, a defense which you paid a lot of money to and draft picks, and come up short. Just not only because of of uh, lack of QB, and it's just you just. You just dropped the ball. The last two games. They lost the last two games down the stretch. The Raiders shouldn't even be the Raiders shouldn't even been in the playoffs. They Mm -hmm. beat the Raiders. They lost to the Raiders and they had the Raiders. Huh? They had the Raiders. They was winning that game. Right. (laughs) And it's and it's too many times down the stretch for some reason for for Frank Wright to be classified as such a great coach. It's a lot of dumb decisions down the stretch. In, in a lot of games, like yo, why we do this here? Roland said the Ravens finished third in rushing and thirteenth in passing. I don't know why you brought that up, but that's what he said. Don't start rolling. Don't oh you goddamn start. Where they finish in points? Where they finish a turnover differential? Yeah, we need yeah, to figure out who this lady is. Offensively, or, they uh... finish at. Defensively, <laughs> they were terrible. Defensively, like, they was like twenty fourth. How do you look that up? All right, so I love the skirt. Well, we can. We kind of touched on it. Well, no, we ain't touched on it. Um, what was that game? What was that first? All right, let's go to Sunday games. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. What was the score? Oh yeah, yeah. The Bucks and the Eagles. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's address it this way. Shop it to stop it. The Bucks' defensive performance 
was better than Buffalo's performance. I'm gonna stop it. I'm stopping it because, first of all, just of who Buffalo did that to. Okay. You you cannot. I cannot stress to you enough how impressive it is to do that to Bill Belichick. Wait, Not only wait. the first half. It's one thing to come out with a great, with a great, uh, with a great game plan in the first half, but to be able to withstand the adjustments that that's going to be made by Bill Belichick and them at halftime. And still, but take it to another level. No, I'm going Buffalo all day. John, he ended up on a pedestal. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna shop it. I'm gonna shop it just because I got more respect for Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith than I have for anybody on New England. I'm gonna shop it. Mm. I'm gonna stop it because pretty much. The Bucs played one defense and gave you opportunities to try to make a play, and you didn't take none of the reads. It's like, all right, I can call that young or you being a rookie or not getting enough play time, but coaching, you need to make the adjustments. They playing single high safety. Everybody telling you to go Devontae Smith a long time ago, and you do it at four, the fourth quarter with three minutes left. Child, please. No, that ain't impressive. Yeah. Lack coaching and lack um player skill at the, at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop it that as well. Ass whipping. I stop it as well, but I I will say, those two defenses were by far the most physical defenses so far in the playoffs. We wait to see what with the Rams and um, Arizona do tonight, but I I don't know. I I think. I think the Bucks defense has something to prove. Say, like, bro, don't get it twisted. All y'all keep and all that, but we the best defense in football. And they they showing it. Like they they just thoroughly destroyed the team who ain't belong on the field with them. That's what it looked like. That whole Vita Vea thing right there said everything. And then like in the back end, it's like you got guys like Tabo mentioned earlier. When they impress, they pressing. Like they they got legit press corners, and who wants to be physical and hit you? Same thing with the safeties. They want to hit you, like old school football type of hit. They don't have recovery speed. They don't have great recovery speed. They don't have. They they just trust what they do great. And Todd Bowles says, "I'm gonna put you in a situation to be successful at what you do great," and he does. Trusting your skill. Same thing with San Fran. Trusting your skill. Trusting your coach. Put you with Richard Sherman is not a great quarterback. He just knows what he's been in that. I'm talking about at this point in his career. Her, don't look at right. me like that. I'm saying no position he team? needs to be in. Huh? Sherman's still on the team? He on the team, but he ain't playing. He he on the team, oh, man. Man. I was confused. Like, what I'm, I'm going back to what San Fran did, especially when he was on that team that helped them go to, you know. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, wasn't okay. a great, he wasn't a great corner then. It was just the fact that he knew the position that he needed to play, the technique that he needed to play, and he had a, a hell of a pass rush. So he can bite on certain things that other corners wouldn't do this time of day. Sherman was a safety to play the one side of the field. Let's, let's keep it a whole buck. That's my what guy. What are you talking about? Richard Sherman in, in San Francisco? He was just a third safety over there. 
That's all that was. I don't know. They when they try to put them in mad coverage. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. They say, you that's know what, Rich? Let's, Rich, come on out. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. He was a third safety over there. Good boy. Put that man in man. Let that man drop back. That man was space. <laughs> and his knee gave up this this year when he got on IR. It was like I, my body gave up. He said that my body. I gave my body all that I can handle. He said it's, it's done. <laughs> All right, so then we move on to the 49ers and Cowboys. Best game of the playoffs so, so far. far, would you say? Yeah, I would. That game supposed to have been a fucking blowout. 23-17, San Fran. I, I, I agree with John. I don't think that that was the best game in the playoffs. I think Kyle Shanahan made it the best game in the playoffs. By going taking his foot off the throttle in the second half, like John said before. Now I wouldn't say that they he took the foot off the throttle. I say Jimmy Garoppolo fucked the game up. Different Jimmy Garoppolo does because if because if he completes that pass to uh, what was that he over the game keep going. They they damn near field goal range. The game is over at that point. He overthrows that. They get the ball back, but then he throws a pick. He kind of fucked the game up towards the end. Like they had a game in cruise control, and pretty much they should have, they could have blew them out with field goals for the rest of the game. But he he fucked up two or three throws. Is the reason why they drafted a quarterback. As far as that game, I felt like San Francisco's game plan, especially, I mean, even on both sides, it was just the most physical, all the energy in the world in in Dallas. With, with the Cowboys, but I could tell if you watch the pregame, you can tell watching San Francisco come out of the tunnel that they just had a different type of swag about them. And when San Francisco successful, when Kyle Shanahan successful, they are running a ball smash mouth style. And that's what they did. They came out and just ran the ball smash mouth on them. And defensively, they were so aggressive with arguably – one of the best wide receiving cores in the league. And they pressured with four consistently with and without Bosa in there. They pressured with four. And I thought that was the most telling thing. It was like, I think Bosa got hurt and one of their other starters got hurt. And they still pressured with whoever was in there. They had great stunts. They had great games up front. They was physical on the back end, knowing that they was going to get home up front. It was just the ultimate confidence. From from a defense on all cylinders. When you said you thought that the Bills and Tampa played the best two defensive games by far, I don't think it's by far. I think San Francisco's defensive game plan was great. Yeah, they completely shut down a run. I don't care about Zeke's torn PCL or whatever he had. They should have put Tony Pollard in. That's bad game planning by Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. But I thought that San Francisco's mindset dictated that whole game when they came when they came from the second they came out. They came out with ultimate confidence, like, yeah, y'all home, but we about to take over. And Jerry's world is a gift and a curse, honestly. Um it's such a experience i'll put it that way it's like a 
it's like a main attraction. Like all eyes is on Jerry World. So if I come out here, I'm showing off. So their home field advantage is really no home field advantage at all anyway. To me. You factor, you factor in the rivalry, too. That, right. that plays a part with the energy. But to, as far as San Fran's um, defense, do you think it helps that their defensive coordinator played in this era? And D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans came in in what 06 he played in like the era when it was still kind of physical. And he retired, I think, with the Eagles, like maybe like 15, 16, somewhere around there. Somewhere you think that there. that helps to understand, you know, that he's young enough to understand the mindset of these players and how to instill what he want done? I, I think that that's a good point. I also think that it you can only as a coordinator be you can only as a coordinator be as aggressive as your head coach allows you to be if that makes sense like you can't be uber aggressive and give up so much and give offenses different possessions in some places in this league and I think it all starts with Kyle Shanahan saying, look, nobody really expects us to beat Dallas. Let's come out, be aggressive, attack them on both sides of the football. And I think, to your point, D'Amico Ryan and his uh, his playing style, the way he played, was just like, all right, cool. We just get to come out and we get to play aggressive man coverage and let the chips fall where they may. Um I just think that it, it really all goes back to the approach by Kyle Shanahan and them collectively as a coaching staff saying we're going to be aggressive and we're not going to we're going to let let it all hang out and just go. I don't know about that. Nobody expects us to be the cowboy statement. I think I think the, other, the statement was the the opposite. Like, bro, you know, yeah, I think. <laughs> Like I picked the 49ers. We damn sure to a team ain't had success in in, in over twenty some years. Like, like we was just in the Super Bowl, right. and and, I, and last year we would have been the playoff team if we have the amount of injuries. Amount of injuries, that we injuries that we so I think they was just fiending for the opportunity to say, "Yo, bro, we back." Let's just yeah. let the world know we back. I picked San Fran when he beat the Rams to beat the. The Cowboys, but leading up that whole week, everybody saying that they're going to beat the Cowboys was what made me nervous. Because I'm trying to tell you, there's only one, maybe two physical teams in the whole NFC. It's all finesse. The whole NFC is finesse, besides the Cowboys and sometimes the Cardinals, sometimes the Packers. I no, you forgot, you forgot Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is physical. And the Saints defense is physical. Saints defense, yeah. I'm well, I'm talking about in the playoffs. In, in the, the playoffs. Playoff. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Saints defense is definitely physical, but in the yeah. playoffs. So so it's just Tampa Bay then. Because even even with all the names that the Rams have, they not as physical as you would think. They're not physical at all. Them niggas finesse like a motherfucker. They all finger rolls. 
Not you gotta finger roll. You gotta say jelly. You gotta say jellies. That's what the kids call. It. They don't call the finger roll. It's jelly. What's jelly it's who now? <laughs> jelly is basically a finger roll layup. They mm, take too much stuff. They change too much stuff, man. What's the fuck? I, I would say, say jelly. Finger rolls, like. Hey yo, that was a nice jelly. What? Nah, nigga. That's, mm. Jelly is clean. No, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> when we start following what the young niggas did, I swear we used to always look up to the OGs and what they did. Nah, that's part of it, but you're still culture. We we stay with the culture. You I think the OGs look up is. to the OGs. I think the OG started saying stuff was a whore. Like it's hot as a whore. Like man, we used to say that back in the day when we was young. And the OG started saying that. They started following us for certain stuff, but right. Cause I like I never in my life heard anybody call somebody ugly yo until I was saying it as a young kid. (laughs) 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 Ugly yo right there. And then everybody became ugly yo. But I can't, like, <laughs> like, I can't. I can't be. I can't be like. Hey, get on the show. I'm like, hey, what's up, dummies? No, like, I mean, like, no, like, I just no. It, it ain't gonna work. Never, never. And, uh, Jelly is right up there that, with with me for that. Like, yo, that, what nice? That's like me calling another nigga Juicy J. I wish the fuck I would. Nah. <laughs> he, hey man, he from he from our era though. <laughs> I ain't calling that nigga no Juicy J. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck I would. <laughs> Yo, low key, that's part of the reason I couldn't listen to the music. Like, man, nigga named Juicy J. And hey, what's the other one? Man. The singer dude, Pleasure P. Like, man, get the hell out of here. Like, oh, come on. I would. They call it. All right, yo, the uh, Kansas City and the Steelers. Kansas City, man. Do we really need to talk about this game? Yo, shout out to TD Davis. Who Rest was in peace to Big Ben Career. But I ain't saying rest. You know what? Get out of here. The retirement party of Big Ben, him and his charges both got retired <laughs> last night. His char- his rate charges and everything. I'm bringing everything up. TD. <laughs> Yeah. Last week you was on. He was on. You was on one last week. I bought everything. I told you I was tagging you and everything. Big Ben and them got sent home. They got dominated from the word go, and it showed on both sides of the ball. First of all, I looked at the game. It was seven nothing uh, Steelers. I walked out of the room. When I came back, it was thirty five seven. I'm like, wait a minute. What just happened? Like, I don't know. This happened quick. This was, this was real quick. I, I think I went to go make a bottle or something. I came back and it was 35 to 7. And I'm like, I literally text y'all like, yo, what happened? Like, I, I literally couldn't fathom how they scored so quick. So, I mean, it, it was it was fun to watch. I literally stayed up to watch the entire game. Like, because I, I was just relishing in it. Uh, if, if I could be completely honest, it was great. Dang. I really don't have nothing about that game. <laughs> you got nothing else to say. 
Somebody said, said, said uh, somebody said TJ Watt expect the war off and it was over. <laughs> it's, it's easy when you ain't going against Bill and the and, and David Shaw. Yo. Oh my gosh. I mean, they get their only touchdown. Well, that first touchdown. The only count wait, touchdown wait. that they counted. <laughs> so wait a minute. The Steelers ain't even scoring offense? No, that's no, seven they scored, they scored two touchdowns later. They scored two touchdowns late. late. Yeah, but yeah. Davis got the first seven, seven was, was the TJ Watts group to score. Uh, yeah. The wow. Chief tried to get Keith ran wild card and then fumbled. And TJ Watt picked it up and ran it in. That was seven nothing. Mm. And the Chiefs was like, all right, let's go ahead and play offense for real this time. And Jeez. 35 straight. <laughs> now, my question is, all right, so if we, let's look at the Chiefs season as a whole. The offense struggled for, like, the first half of the season. They couldn't really get in that Chiefs rhythm that we expected to see. And the defense kind of, like, kept them in it. And then towards what the last – I think they won the last – Nine like last eight games. So basically, basically the second half of the season they got hot. In mm-hmm. the offense, they really start clicking to how we expected the last month and a half. Right? Would you say about last month yeah. and a half or so? So yep. with all of that being said, and then you factor in how flat the offense started out yesterday. Are you confident the Chiefs could beat Buffalo, or you think Buffalo should be favored, even in Kansas City? I think Kansas City will be like a four, four and a half point favorite, maybe three and a half. Right, between three and a half and four and a half. Point right, favorite. but in your mind, just looking at the tape and realizing, oh, this the this the rematch from last year. Like, do you think Buffalo runs through Kansas City? I'm, I'm never going to count out. I'm never going to count out Kansas City until they actually get beat, being that they won the AFC twice and was the AFC Championship game with three, four times in a row. Never going to count them out until they get beat. But my pick was Buffalo at the beginning of the year. So. The only team that can stop Kansas City is Buffalo. Buffalo, as far as. Now she got the phone call. It's like he about to sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) But Buffalo missing Tredavious White, I thought was going to be a bigger loss than what it turned out to be, actually. You forgot who else in that secondary. That's what that is. No, I know that secondary. That's why I picked them because of that secondary. I just thought Tredavious White would be a bigger loss than it was. Mm, okay. I ain't really factor in them losing Tredavious because of, you know, the talent in the secondary. And then the defensive coordinator is a secondary coach and a very good one at that. So I thought they'll be fine. Go ahead, Taewon. I did say this my favorite. Oh, my bad. I, I feel like uh, Buffalo is the only team that physically can come up and play press coverage with Kansas City. And Tarbo showed in the in the Super Bowl that that's the 
only way you can beat Kansas City. You can't give Kansas City free releases. You just can't. You got to come up and play physical and disrupt time and, and get pressure at the, simultaneously. And I think Buffalo is the only team in the AFC that can come up and do that. Um, and if Kansas City is going to go down and not make the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be this week. This is the only week that it could possibly happen. Tennessee can do it. Um, what's the other team? Uh, Cincinnati? Cincinnati just, Cincinnati just Cincinnati. also – well, Cincinnati can't do it. No, Cincinnati can't do it. Cincinnati no, 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 no. no. Because, Cincinnati, I, trust... I think Cincinnati won off blown coverages. Okay. I don't think Cincinnati. Uh, what's the other? What's the light skin safety? I don't think Jesse Bates can match up with Kelsey one on one, and they don't have a linebacker that can match up with Kelsey one on one. So there's the mismatch right there. You got to have somebody that can come up and play physical on Kelsey, and and, and match up with him and. Cincinnati don't do that. Cincinnati do got the four man rush that can do it, but well now they don't because Ogan Joby's out. So, um, so that's a big loss for the interior pass rush wise. Yeah, is he out for real or like he's got like a either ankle or something? He's out. He's out yeah. this week for sure. He's out. I know Fred Warner got a low ankle sprain. I meant to say that what we were talking about before you mm. Bosa got the concussion and Warner got an ankle sprain. That was a mean route that he um Zeke literally brought that nigga ankles in the middle of the field. Now I'm really watching the game. I didn't see the like the like the camera like panned away from it. And I seen Fred hurt. I'm like, yo, Zeke must have broke him down. <laughs> I watched the route this morning. Cause I didn't see what happened to him. I thought it was a knee. Nah, his ankles turned. <laughs> Said said for Buffalo, um, Gregory Russo and uh, uh, Hughes got to show up in the pass rush game. I agree. I don't want to talk about Gregory Russo. Why not? Because we can get him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people we should talk Al, about. Relax. That. Relax on the Greg Russo thing. When you look at it, if I'm not mistaken, Owe got better, better stats than Russo. And and they drop him in coverage a lot more than, than Greg Russo. Never mind. Because we'd have definitely been dropping goddamn Greg Russo in the coverage. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't get the beef. Like, all right, you, you want Russo over Bateman and Owe? No, we just wanted we just want all the players we like to scout. That's all. You can't get all of them. Well, hell, why not? Shit, why not? <laughs> You got two picks right there. You can go maybe, ahead and move. Well, maybe this year with, with 10 picks you can. Or, or, the, or the Eagles. Or the Eagles. Matter of fact, the Eagles are going to get everybody y'all want because they got picked, what, 15, 16, and 19. All right. Sheesh. <laughs> everybody go crazy. If they get it right, but, you know, they drafted. Um, <laughs> they yeah, drafted Rega <laughs> over Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Yo, oh, my gosh. Well, that was a move up, too. That was the beginning of the end. They moved up to get Rager? Yes. Yo, remember? Yo, we laughed at that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas were chasing Rager. Like, all right, cool. Whatever. Like, I had Rager the second. Like, I, like, we laughed at that right then and there. Like, yo, these dummies done lost. Without even seeing a game of NFL <laughs> take from neither one of them. So y'all stupid. <laughs> Not Jefferson. Like, bruh. All right. It was chasing Rager. Rager was falling to the second round. Them niggas were chasing Rager. All right, cool. 
Like, get out of here, man. All right, the Steelers got the 20th pick in the draft. All right. We know Ben – well, it's rumored Ben's going to retire. Based off the little walk around he the track, he's, he's done. Man, ben Ben's mm-hmm. going to hang it up. Well, it's not rumored that he's going to retire. It's rumored that he's done in Pittsburgh. That's right, what the right, rumor is. Right, right. He's done in Pittsburgh. He's done right. in Pittsburgh. Um, he's going to retire. Ain't nobody picking Ben Roethlisberger up. Right. The Eagle – I mean, he got – well, ain't nobody picking Ben up. His ego won't let him be a backup quarterback. His work ethic won't let him be a backup quarterback. He don't have to be a backup quarterback. Somebody, when they cut him, somebody, one of these bad organizations is going to offer him a one-year deal to come down there and hyping up this fan base for some reason. And Ben, whether he entertains it or not, is is yet to be seen. But somebody's going to offer him a contract. Ain't no way. Ben don't want to play in the season no more. He, he could end up in the If Detroit anything, he's an all quarterback like Joe Flacco right now. Joe don't want to play no more in the season. Joe don't have to. Joe just taking the check. Joe is an all quarterback. Right. <laughs> Joe live in New Jersey or Delaware. He live in New Jersey. And he playing in what? Philly? Right now? No, no, no he in Jersey. He back up Jersey. He, he, back, oh, he, he went back. Joe living that life right now, son. Right. <laughs> You're sitting on a bench getting paid <laughs> in New York. I mean, in New Jersey. Come on, Joe. Joe Jesus. said, holla at me in August, nigga. That's what I play. Right. How do you mad at you, Joe? Go and get your two games in and keep it moving. <laughs> right. My question is, the, come on, Sam. They said Vegas going to start him over their car. <laughs> well, if the Vegas deserve crazy. everything that they get. <laughs> their car is not a free agent, but my question is: Should the should the Steelers address quarterback with the twentieth pick, or should they get a veteran in the draft? I'm sorry, a veteran in free agency. So the upcoming vets, like to use as a stop, if it, if it's not like a quarterback you absolutely love, would you get a, a stop gap? For this season, or would you let Mitch, uh, what's the boy, Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins get the job? But you ain't no gonna Rudolph, do it with no Rudolph. Haskins. <laughs> better this preseason, but definitely no Rudolph. I pray they let Rudolph get you get the job. Uh, but, that's the only way we're gonna beat ooh. him. Said, said Thomas said he doesn't want a rookie quarterback. Okay, he said what? He said that Tomlin said he doesn't want a rookie quarterback. So with that being said, I'm gonna throw these, I'm gonna throw the free agent names out there and tell me who would be best for them. Don't think of it as a as a fan. <laughs> who would be best for them and how they want to play? So you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I'll stop at that because everybody else don't even need to be mentioned. Jameis Winston is the best name out of those names. By far. I agree. I agree, and I think he's not going anywhere. 
He can't possibly go to weddings. Right. New Orleans, New Orleans, high. Right. high. <laughs> you definitely ain't gonna go I'm with uh, Taysom Tebow. Taysom Tebow, damn sure ain't gonna be started down there in New Orleans. Who pays Taysom Hill after seeing what he did last year? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> high. I mean, leave. I guess they're gonna leave him at gunner and running back and tight end. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Or something down there to be paying Taysom Hill after watching what he did last year. Like, yeah, let's give him a contract. No, you you should have gave that money to Jameis. But mm-hmm. to answer your question, it's gotta be it's gotta be Bridgewater or 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 Tyrod Taylor. You bring okay. Tyrod Taylor in to compete, or you, it's gotta be Tyrod Taylor. It can't be Bridgewater either. Tyrod Taylor is like the most unlucky black man in the NFL, in NFL history. They done stabbed him in the lungs. They done did all types of stuff to Tyrod. Poor Tyrod. He, hold up, hold up. Tyrod Taylor and Josh Johnson got like damn the same career. Yeah, it's except for they tried, they literally tried to kill Tyrod Taylor. True. Like, <laughs> they did anything to get Herbert in. They they stabbed at him. Like, when we saying this on Martin Luther King, when Martin Luther King got stabbed in the heart, they literally tried to stab Tyrod Taylor to death just to get Justin Herbert into the game. So That's crazy. I'm going to go with Tyrod Taylor and Tyrod Taylor being uh, – he might have he, – he'll have success there, in my opinion, just to his ability to, to move and his ability to make plays if he goes there. It, I, but what I think that they should do is they should package the – the twenty deal, the uh, twenty in a deal, and see if they could possibly get a Russell Westbrook or uh, Wilson. Uh, what's the other get the kid with the uh, sex tape, the sex case of it? Uh, um, Watson, Watson, or or something like that. Like if you go get some, go go get somebody legit. I think Russell Wilson would be great in AFC North football. So, Watson makes sense. Wilson makes sense if they make that trade, right? I think both of them will be better than the two or the quarterbacks that was named as free agency. Yeah, that's that's a. I think the Aaron Rodgers situation that's that should just be that's not that's not happening. That's not even Mm -hmm. get their fan base up like that. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Aaron Rodgers is in a division that. Looking for two head coaches and two GMs. He ain't leaving. Two head coaches, two GMs, and the Lions. I ain't leaving out of that. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> and, plus, and plus the perfect destination. He can't go now because they drafted Trey Lance. Right. But for Russell Wilson, he in a tough division. Pretty, pretty much the toughest division in the NFC. So it would make sense for him to leave. But Pittsburgh, I don't – Think Pittsburgh will be. I don't know what would make him want Pittsburgh over New York when you think about his wife's brand as well. The reason that Tom Brady was able to take less money for all them years is because just Giselle has a brand that was built. Nobody know that you ain't building no brand in Pittsburgh. Who's that, Sierra? You think Sierra, she'd go to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I ain't going to go goddamn Pittsburgh. she bring them goodies. You think old bougie ass is going to Pittsburgh over New York? New York? Who wonder, 
Where, who would wear New York? Either one, but I'm, I'm just speaking of the Giants. The Giants, <laughs> definitely the Giants. Come on, y'all. Listen, the Jets, the Jets won't give up on the boy after one year. Man, look, they didn't give up on him, but it's a stop gap. It's a Robert Salah, do me, a, do me this favor and save my job. Mm. But now you're gonna find a GM and, and head coach as well now, I think. The who? So Russell Wilson makes sense. You're right. That's hmm. what I'm saying. That that would be the better look than going to some Pittsburgh. No, I'm saying Russell Wilson makes sense for, for Pittsburgh, besides all the reasons I named. <laughs> yeah, but if you're I telling think, me Russell Wilson. I think Russell would Deshaun make Watson sense. has cases that are pending, right? Yeah, Deshaun Watson so, can't go nowhere until Right. Well, Sean Watson can leave Houston, but he can't go to a destination until them legal cases get worked out. Well, cases are so right. right. But with Russell Wilson, ain't no way I would pick Pittsburgh over the Giants. So is Russell Wilson Tyrod? Why do you say Russell Wilson? He ain't a free agent. Well, we because he's entertaining a trade option. He's in the team trade offense, but he does have a no trade plus. So he has a okay. Right. He, had, he did he say he was open. From, from Pittsburgh <clears throat> in the draft. I mean, I don't understand why he wouldn't want to go. He wouldn't, he would say no to Pittsburgh. He did say he was open to, to trades, mm-hmm. to exploring trades. Yeah, but Pittsburgh wasn't a name that he said either. <laughs> I mean, you get you, Pittsburgh's defense, I mean, you can't really. I, I will the 28 rushing defense. Yeah, they can't they can't stop the run for nothing. But <laughs> their pass rush, I mean, they got pieces in place. Sure. I, I, you damn sure don't want to go to Giants. Where else would he go to Miami? Maybe that might make Sierra happy. And he can't go to yeah, Miami. Ain't no Miami. They track. Yeah, I remember the. the oh, yeah. got rid of I'm about to say they got rid of Ron Flores because they went to her. Right. <laughs> Yeah, somebody high. Um, <laughs> I see something with um, I don't know how credible it was, but it was like Brian Flores said he should have took um, Justin Herbert in the draft. Yeah, I, I thought it was Mac yeah. Jones or something. Oh yeah, Mac yeah. Jones. That's what it was. It was Mac. So I said should have drafted Mac Jones. If he said that, should have been Justin Herbert. That was probably, that was that was a savage moment. Does right. didn't Tua get replaced by Mac Jones? Like, no, Tua replaced um Philly Hurts. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I thought I knew somebody got replaced. He was already in the league with Mac. Okay, but oh, okay. at the same time, because they did trade up for some dumb reason, trade up and, and take Jalen Waddle. You don't like Jalen Waddle? They 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 drafted Jalen Waddle. I said you don't like Jalen Waddle. No, I Jaylen like Waddle. But I'm saying okay. they traded up for him, whereas you think usually you trade up, you go up and get a quarterback. Right. So he could have been like, you know what? That could have validated it. Man, I should have took Mac Jones. Mm. That'd have been that'd have been hilarious. <laughs> it should have been a Herbert, like I said. I don't get quarterbacks right often, but when I get right, goddamn, give my credit. <laughs> I agree. Her, not about oh. you not getting quarterbacks right. I mean, it should have been Herbert though. So. 
Yeah, he he fall in love with them got the Pac-10 quarterbacks. I don't understand. I understand. This is what I do understand. I understand you draft to fit your team scheme. But I don't understand how a great player can't fit your team scheme, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying. You're able to tweak your scheme to the personnel that you have. I agree. I don't understand how you could look at some of the players we look at and then you say, no. I hate to keep bringing this up, but then you say, no, I'm a, I'm a draft. Jared Goff or I'm a draft. The ne- whoever else is a bust or whatever the case may be over <laughs> some of these other guys. Bro, like, you cannot see what we see on film. Like, Jared you- Goff was Jeff Fisher. So that's 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 that right there. Jared Goff wasn't McVay. That was but Jer- not only was just Jared Goff, but I don't <laughs> see how you can not draft Justin Herbert. How you not? Hey, how you looking? You know what it is, Tutay. I know what I think it is too. With with some of the the talent evaluators, I'll, I'll do it this way. Al, what's the best? Who runs football? College football? SEC. A lot of people had that same mindset. Hmm. Oh, Tua did it in the SEC. Oh, he does it in the SEC, so he got to be rated higher. Like, bro, if the quarterback is better, the quarterback is better. Right, but he did it in the SEC and broke a hip. Huh? So he did it in the SEC and broke a hip twice. Like, I mean, that's just one position, but, like, it's it's positions across the whole board. They look at those conferences first and and, and rate them players higher. I think people get tired of seeing, like, they don't believe what they're seeing. Like, I think people overdrafted, like, the whole Mitchell Trubisky thing. Mitchell Trubisky had a flash in the pan, okay year with North Carolina. He's never been better in the same conference as Deshaun Watson, who won a national championship and was a play away from winning two national championships. He was never better at all. Mm-hmm. It's a great but point. You overdraft and you overlook at Watson, like, oh, well, he did this, and you he did that, and he did this. And he's right, look at this because I only got this little bit of time and this little bit of film from him. Yeah, that one, that one, I don't, there's no way you can it's a flash. me. Just like the day whole Johnny Manziel was a flash. You're not going to be jumping over linemen. And, well, and but 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 in Manziel's case, they ain't draft him until what? Damn near the end of the round. So they got Manziel right. For the but Manziel was drafted over Teddy Bridgewater. Now I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is great, but Teddy one of them is still in the league, and one of them got cut yeah. in the CFL. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Teddy was better overall. But people was just looking at the flash of the pan, or you look at Daniel Jones, his one year at Duke. Right. Ain't no way in hell he's a six pick. Yeah. But you look at this flash of the pan, oh, he did this with this little sample. I'll get him over here. I can go ahead and he got speed. He can right. throw the ball. I can get him to run my system. Right. No. I think I think too many people draft based on uh intangibles. Like, you know, like and uh and potential. Uh I think at some point you have who's a playmaker and who's not. In my opinion, like, mm-hmm. I, and 
who who can make play, who's making plays on film in crucial situations for their team, no matter who they're playing, whether they play SEC talent, they play Pac-10, whether they play in Big Ten, whoever, are they making plays for their team when their team needs them to do? When you look at Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman made plays for his team. When you look at James Washington, James Washington made plays for Oklahoma State. Like, like he started to make plays for Pittsburgh now that they got homeboy got hurt but these guys make plays like i just don't understand how you can get so many people wrong consi- i i get it you got you get 10 picks out of those 10 picks who do, say you get nine or 10 picks what do you think the percentage of those picks you should get right so if you get nine or 10 picks you saying you should not miss on what four of those four or five of those picks so should be so so I think with I can't remember where I heard it at, but it was a GM I I heard say the like the same conversation you're having. He said if you hit on three of those picks, that's a good draft. Thirty percent, right? And I and I and I looked at it like, man, that's that's a low bar for me. I agree. It's ironic that you bring that up because I look I went and looked back at the Costas first draft. 2019. Mm. If you go through the names and look at where the players are at now as far as their development, it was a rough draft. That's like, after like, that's at the that's Ozzy's after, last draft was LJ, right? Yeah, yeah. Ozzy's last draft is is legendary. The right. Casas first draft, he hit on Hollywood. Okay. Ah. Uh, oh, that's a hit. That's a hit. <laughs> he he hit. I'm, hit. I'm saying, like, it's he hit on it from what? From what? Like when you think about it, it's not what you want. Like no, we all want it. I just don't to, understand to how DK and Debo don't fit our scheme more. Right. I right. just don't get fair. or AJ Brown. How did that right. not fit our scheme more? It's to be fair, we wanted those players that you mentioned. Well, not all of them. I wanted Debo. But I wanted Debo. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Debo AJ. Or AJ. Debo <laughs> AJ, and that was good. Right. But he it's a hit because. Each year, he got he progressed. Right, I think Marquise is a, a hit. hit. I just don't it's think he's a hit as the number one receiver in that class. That's right. what I'm saying, and that's fine, and that's fine, that's fine because a lot of time it don't work that way. Devontae was like the the seventh receiver taking his class, right. and he was he's the best. He's better than Mike Evans and whoever. You know what I'm saying? Right, cool. So what happened? I'm right. I get you. But huh, Devontae Devonte- Adams. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm thinking about Parker. I'm, my mom. No, heck, no, 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 no. Like, what, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but look, in 19, he hit on Marquise Brown. Jalen Ferguson was a miss. Miles mm-hmm. Boykin is, is a miss. Mm-hmm. Justice Hill, I got to call it a miss. It's a miss. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Brett, I think it was Bretson. Bretson, Bretson yeah. Was a miss. You want to they trade them for yeah. trade them for a fourth round pick, whatever it is. So that's a miss. Dalen Mack, Iman Marshall can't can't stay healthy. You get what I'm saying? It misses. Then you got 2020. He hit on Patrick Queen. You hit on J.K. Dobbins. You hit on Justin Matabike. Uh, you hit well Malik Harrison. Uh, 
It's one of the two. I think Malik Harrison is a miss. I'm sorry. All right, so you missed there. But then you come back and hit on DuVernay. And no. you hit on James Prochet. Right. So like you so like it goes that way. Like you go from one draft where you have seven, eight picks, you only hit on two guys. And then the next year you got 10 picks, you hit on at least six. Right. So it 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 varies. So that's why when it's it, gonna when sound GM, weird. When a GM said three out of the ten, I was like, man, he's crazy. Ain't no way. I accept three. It's gonna sound weird for me to say this. Cause I like JK. But I can't consider it a hit yet. Because he got hurt? Yes. All right. That makes sense. Okay. If you're hurt from, for half of your career, that's not a hit. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he only got hurt because John Harbaugh played him in that game. You know, it's just. <laughs> but we don't want to talk about that. I mean, hey. Okay. All right. Can't tell JK. Cool. I like JK. I was so, clamoring for JK to get the start over Gus, but y'all was arguing for Gus to get the start. I like JK. I'm just saying I can't call it a hit whoa, just yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't say start over JK. We just said Gus Edwards is a starter. No, in your mind, in your mind, you said just Gus Edwards ain't no starter. He ain't no home run hitter. Gus Edwards can't can't carry an offense. Number two. You say no. You say Gus can't carry an offense. Yes, he's a good number two. Who drafted Zeus? The Ravens. The Ravens. Oh, oh, but that was Ozzy's last. Ozzy? Okay. That's Ozzy's right, yeah, last. Ozzy's last. Yeah. That's why I said that one. Out. I was making sure that one was the, the one we were talking That's, about. Yeah, that eight. was 18. That was 18. I'm just trying to figure out how you go through the draft process as extensively as they did and you not realize that he only wants to play left tackle. Like, I, I just don't get that. Why When you have the franchise left tackle already. Or, or it could be a situation where it's like, look, man, your ass is trying to get you in the league. <laughs> we right. we'll cross that left tackle bridge when your check come up, when you, when your time come up. Like I say, he because, said he wanted to go to the Ravens. That's what he said. When you think about it, he ain't beef about it until so he moved into a left year tackle. before his you know his free agency is up. Right, his free agency was up. He got moved to left tackle. He was an all pro. I'm sorry, a pro bowl left tackle. I don't know if it was all pro or not. We did a so great job at left tackle. He got a right. taste of left tackle. I was like, uh, I'd rather play here. Yeah. And, and, and now he's yeah. a free agent. And when he put out on tape, I don't know if it's going to earn him the money that he thought he was going to get. He thought he was going to get. All right. Do you think he would come back here and play right tackle again? Do you think they would take a chance on him again coming here? I think, I think they'll take a chance on him again. I think I think I'll put it this way. He'll definitely be a Raven again, even if it's to end his career. But I think he's gonna keep chasing that left tackle dream while he's still young. Yeah. If and, Kansas City not bad. gonna give him the money, he's and, the, yeah, well, I'm quite bad. sure that's a team that will. But I don't know. You wait till you see these left tackles. Wait to see how these tackles move. Like these tackles in this upcoming draft can move. Well, I know there's a lot of tackles in this draft, which is why I didn't say anything when he said, do you think you take them back? I don't <laughs> think so. But... <laughs> Especially I mean, not the tackles yet. Yeah, and, and then Juwan James is on a little friendly deal, so they they want to see what he got. Mm. So, 
But oh yeah, that's well since we here, we got like 17 minutes left. What do you think the Ravens will do this offseason? Personnel wise? Yeah. I was thinking about this and I I think they have to they have to find a way to bring back Calais Campbell. And not only bring him back, but I think they also have to they have to shore up another legit pass rusher at some point as far as um, either through free agency or through the draft. They can't they can't go into this this year with just who they have. They I think they're gonna cut Jalen Ferguson because he's making almost I think two two or three two and a half million dollars or something like that. That's way too much money for Jalen Ferguson. And with him being a bust, and he ain't even playing that much. I think they're going to cut. They need to cut Villanueva as well. He's making eight million dollars. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think AB's a cut. Yeah, yeah, he he's got to go. Um, I think with that money they re-sign Bozeman. They bring Bozeman back, but I also think that they try to shore up that left left guard spot if they don't think Ben Cleveland can handle it. If they think Ben Cleveland can handle it, they keep him. But I don't think it's too early for them to give up on him. I don't know. I think Ben Cleveland took it. I, I would hope so. If, if Powers is the only option, I agree that he took it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they don't feel like Ben Cleveland was the option to put and they put Powers over him, it's just like, well, what more do he need to show you if Powers look as bad as he did? You know what I mean? So um, I think that they also go out and get another pass catching tight end. I know they still got uh, Josh Oliver under contract for another year, think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think that they feel like Josh Oliver is another legit pass catching option at tight end. So at this point, oh, he's on the last year. I think he's on the last year of his deal this upcoming year. So you cut him and get some finances from that, and then you bring in another pass catching option. And Joku's gonna get paid somewhere. I don't know if it's gonna be Cleveland. It ain't gonna be or... in Cleveland. It ain't gonna be in Cleveland. Well, well, they was trying to trade somewhere. him. Well, they was trying to trade him anyway. Right. And, and then you got you got Hooper and Harrison Bryant. So it definitely ain't gonna be in Joku in Cleveland. You know, I've been an Joku fan since he Miami. came out of Miami. Is OJ Howard? Was that in that class as well? That's a good question. I think, I think it might OJ be. is older. I think he's older than okay. Joku. Okay. I thought OJ Howard came out with Marlon. Yeah, he, he came did. out with Marlon. So that's what. So they picked right. up the fifth year option on him or something? That's 16 or 17 that, when that is. Hmm. I don't know. So yeah. it might be some It might be some options. I think they need another pass catching tight end. They well, get another pass catching tight end to go. I think Roland made a good point a while back saying that they needed that that option. We they thought Josh Oliver might be that guy, but he's not. He also he can't make play, he can't make people miss. He's not athletic enough to, to break tackles or or anything like that. So they need to bring in another guy. I think Njoku and Andrews would be deadly. I like, I I got so I got a list of guys up here that's upcoming. All right. So obviously you got in Joku, OJ Howard, 
Evan Ingram. Hayden is back up. Mo Alley Cox. CJ Uzoma. Jared Cook. Ebron. Gerald Everett. Zach Ertz. Jimmy Graham. I won't mention Gronk because he's going to retire. Mike Gusecki is un is an unrestricted free agent. He getting paid. Old franchise. They is he's not letting him super go. super paid. Yeah, he ain't no way. Uh, I love that Mike Gusecki here. What? <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, and that's it. I don't know. It's going to be petty. I'll be ready. If that's anyway, we can get Ojoma. Anyway, just for some petty shit, I'll do it. That'd be dope. But I think he's gonna get I, paid. He's gonna get paid wherever he's going. I think he's definitely paid. getting paid, but still, he just in a case. lot of money. Because that office is that office is cheap. T Higgins. He's super, yo, he's super underrated. I'm so surprised you said get a better option than Ozoma. Like him. Woo. Out of that list you listed. I think the only ones that are in our price point is going to be Hayden Hurst and OJ Howard based on the fact that both of them don't really have that much production. Okay. I It, it really depends on if Hayden Hurst will entertain coming back here. I think you forgot and, one. Evan? I think you well, forgot one because of age. Injured. Because of age Ooh. and wear and tear. Zach Ertz. Well, Plus, I don't know, Zach. He's 31. He's 31 right now, but really? I'm, just, I'm just talking about from a price point standpoint. But I just want him to think like about age. his health too. Like I, I ain't trying to bring in nobody that's that's that health is really in question. OJ right. Howard's really not that healthy either, but I guess it could be low risk, high reward type of deal with OJ Howard yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just go with those two. If you bought if first of all, if you bought Hayden Hurst back in here, and I don't think Hayden Hurst would come back. I don't think he would come back even after the no the play second fiddle to Andrews again. But mm-hmm. he gonna put I don't I think he's gonna play second fiddle wherever he goes. Right. Point. He may took your ego aside and pick the best place. Yeah, I think <laughs> wherever he go, he gonna play second fiddle. So I don't he's know, somewhere but, where you're familiar and you got got your homie with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but this is his second, I'm oh, sorry, this is his first contract. And he yeah. probably won't get a second with his age. So why yeah, not go big right now? Yeah, he's 28. Who's right going to pay him? But who's going to pay him with the rest of the people that's out there? Like, and, Joker's and, get, and you factor in the draft class. And, and the draft class. Oh, okay. And Gasecki, okay. like, if Gasecki hits the market and, um, and Unjoku hits the market, there's no yeah. way in hell. Um, and Evan Ingram still, Evan Ingram still will get paid a lot of money. I'm about to say Evan Ingram got injury history though, right? Yeah, he, he still will get paid a lot of money though because when but he where, a though? hell of a mismatch. He is a he is a mismatch. He's a mismatch, right? I wouldn't mind having Evan Ingram either. He just dropped the ball a lot. That's why I would prefer to have other guys, but. So yeah, that's the, that's what I think they'll do personnel wise. I don't know who they're gonna get as far as another pass rusher. I like Matt BK, but I feel like Matt BK's what? Or he's not a rookie. He's a two year, second year player. Second year player. Yeah. He just hasn't turned that corner as a pass rusher yet. Am I? He's good. He's good in run playing a run. 
but they need another pass catching. I mean, another pass rushing option from the interior. Um, yeah, I think we take another nose, a dominant nose. Keith, uh, oh, I will want a dominant nose pass rusher. Keith McNamara said, Wolf, Brandon Williams, Pat Ricard, Bozeman, Villanueva, Avery, Tavon, and Campbell will be all gone. If Campbell wants he to win a deal, maybe. He said, he said Wolf, Wolf, Brandon Williams, mm-hmm. Ricard. Ricard's Bozeman. coming back. I think Ricard's coming back. Ricard's ain't leaving the door. <laughs> no. Villanueva, Avery, Tavon, and Calais gone. He said, maybe Calais. He said maybe Clay is on a one-year deal. There's yeah. only there's only two places in the NFL for a fullback. Here in San Francisco. You, are, you and Juice gonna keep switching? Because that's the only two places that use fullback. Constantly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Ricard ain't going away. First of all, and everybody else's fullback fun. is Nick Boyle. That's everybody else's fullback. Push come to shove, their franchise Ricard. I mean, what's the fullback number gonna be? What five six million? Come on, they they're, they're franchise him push come to show. I'm about to say, is there a fullback number? Like, what the fuck? Ain't no fullback. I mean, it's <laughs> like three of them. Well, we don't have nobody of, I, because of age and like we don't have nobody um available that we can use a franchise tag on. To me, I think it's some type of stipulation that we can't use a franchise tag on any player. That's that's an un, unrestricted free agent. I think because they're in their second contract or whatever. Um, ain't nobody on the first – anybody up for a first contract. Well, I forgot what the Bozeman technicality is. was. I forgot what the technicality Bozeman was. Bozeman's on his first contract. Yeah, it's, it's some weird technicality where we mm-hmm. we can't – I think we can't offer nobody a franchise tag. No, I think Bowles is probably – Or, or probably – I think Bowles. Boy, it just probably won't make sense to offer him a, a franchise tag. No, for with with Lamar already on his fifth year option, I think Bowles is number one priority for the Ravens this offseason. You can't based let him get out the door. Based on scheme, I agree. It's Bozeman, then I think he's number two. But well, I think he's number two. I think Ricard would be one. Ricard? Yeah. I think Ricard would be one and then Bozeman. Actually, I think Bozeman will be three. Ricard, and then see what Campbell want to do, and then Bozeman. Well, my oh, number one option, let me let me rephrase that then. My number one option, I mean the high price point. Oh, Your highest Bozeman. price point sure. is going to be Bozeman. For sure. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you make sure that whatever he wants as far as the high price point, he's going to get. You can't let that get out the door. You already have issues on your front line but, already. See, but even even with that standpoint, it's like because I, I took a glimpse at scouting O-Lyman already and you got the 14th pick in the draft, it's he he drops to three because you can get you can get a lineman, a younger lineman on his rookie deal that can play inside. Well, you, you got can, that, but you already got a lineman already at center. Do we not remember the the debacle at center the year before? I mean, I, last I, year. No, I, I get I, what you're saying. I, wait, 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 say one. I get, I get what both of y'all are saying. But once y'all start scouting, and, and if y'all realize the kid from Iowa, just for example, I ain't scout him yet. 
but it came from our louder ball and whatever his name is. Yeah, if he's if he's uh Creed Humphrey, or if he's the other black, the black center from our couple years ago that went first round or whatever, or if he's the kid that went to uh if he sees a Ruiz. You would take him at 14. Right. But the thing you know was with Creed Humphrey, yeah. last so, but, year, but, but, Bozeman wasn't the center. Bozeman wasn't a center last year. He was our left guard. No, I give. So I you give put a, Creed Humphrey right there at center. No, I get and what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But when you already got Zeitler and right guard locked up, if you got – you invested in Ben Cleveland already on a rookie deal, if I can get me a bona fide stud – at center, there's really no need to pay Bozeman. You because have you got that Bozeman. in Bozeman. Huh? Other than that, you're guessing. I don't th- well, like I we think guess that, that Makari could I'm play saying- that, or we guess that whoever the center was other than Makari could play that. We no, guess. I think, no, I think I Cologne. Yeah, I think Tristan Cologne can play. He exclusive rights. He, he could right. play it, but he missed the block. Key blocks. <laughs> Three key blocks that... <laughs> Don't pay me no mind. Three key blocks in the same game. Two in a row. Right. Dude, I'm man. just saying, if we're going to guess, I don't want to put my franchise quarterback behind a guess when we already guessed on AV and got it wrong. We already no. guessed on McCarvey and got it wrong. We I already get, guessed and got it wrong. I get what you're saying about a guess, but we're talking about an opportunity to draft <laughs> In the top 15, where you don't do it often, and if there's a certified stud there, as in-depth as the Ravens do with their scouting, you got you got the fact that they're they considering that when it comes to the table. If Bozeman out the mm-hmm. price range, out the price range. That's all I'm saying. But he shouldn't be out the price range is what I'm saying because we did the same thing guessing when we got rid of Ryan Jensen. And then we put so centers behind him. Ryan Jensen, like, no, I'm not saying Ryan Jensen is a top center, but what I'm saying is we guessed and we haven't filled that spot until we put Bozeman there. Now that right, we so have Bozeman there, we want to guess again? No, establish what the price point is. So what's the price point for a, a free right, so, center? Is it about $11 million per year? So, so the top center, so last season, this past, well, this past season, uh, I, think, I think Jensen was the highest paid at $10 million. 10.5. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's so, a free agent coming up. I think he was the highest paid center. So, I mean, you, Bozeman probably would be around that range 10, right. 11, between 11, nine 11. and a half and, and, and 11 million. That's what you pay in Villanueva. Let's just be real. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, if you can recoup that money, you're not going to get all the money for Villanueva. But what, right. if you cut Villanueva, what you get probably what? Five, six? Yeah, you make that you make that cut, and then you pay Bozeman for the short right. thing. Bozeman shored up the interior part of that line for the most and, part. And I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying don't bring Bozeman back. I'm just saying you got to think that they're considering right. it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. They considering. It's hard to say without scouting. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Sir. It's hard to say without scouting. But. Like you said, we rarely pick in the top 15. And, and, Do and you want to pick someone in the top 15 that's not going to be a quote-unquote playmaker? Don't you need playmaking spots? Hey, that's hey. listen. you Al, you sound real old saying that. <laughs> Offensive linemen are playmakers. You can't win without them. 
I understand that, but what I'm they saying is someone that can touch the ball or take away the ball. Center touch the ball every play. <laughs> You're not I get, going I get, down I the field. I get, field and, I get, you know, I, I get what L's saying. Say. I'm, just, I'm being down. funny. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Yeah. I get what L's saying. Yeah, but I would much rather have a, a great interior pass rusher at 14 than a, a, a center. <laughs> that's just me personally. Right. That's the same. Right. And the majority of football fans was because it's not sexy to pick those guys at 14. But mm-hmm. if you got a guy that's going to, just... if you got an all pro, but like, come on, man. All right. Keith, damn, Keith said a lot. Keith said a lot. Let's see. Uh, yeah, How long are we going to keep hoping this D line will get pressure without a blitzer? D line is not good enough. We all need that. He said, "Cutting villain waiver gets the six point five million to the cat." That's a win. That's, a win. That's, yeah. that's way more than halfway there to pay Bozeman. Right. He said, "Linda Baum will be an all perennial all pro center. If we don't get him at fourteen, we better use the fourteenth pick to get a book and edge guy to go with Oway, like Ojabo out of uh, Michigan, or get a defensive tackle like Leo Carter." Or Davis. So the Georgia kid. Wyatt Davis is, is legit. That's a Georgia kid, right? Yeah. Georgia. Mm-hmm. 95. Not 95. 99. 99. That's 99. 99. Jordan Davis is 99. Who's he, 88 for Georgia? Uh, I don't think he's coming out. 44 is coming out. I like 44 too. 88 was the best interior pass rusher to me. In my opinion, but yeah, on that team, but yeah. with with the whole thing with Jordan Davis, no, not Jordan he'll Davis. he he'll fit wing system. He'll fit he'll fit wing system because he he can take up two blockers mm-hmm. and free the and free the backers up the blitz. And like, can you imagine him taking on two with a type of stunts they run? They get free. They're, Free rushes to the quarterback, but I, that's not that don't work for me. I want I want a D tackle that can can stop the run and get to the passing. So I, I, I would pass on Jordan Davis to be totally honest, right? Because I thought ninety five was better. I think ninety five better anyway. If you picking a a, a interior lineman with the top in the top fifteen, you want a guy at least like Haloti Nada. Haloti Nada played both well. He played run well and he played pass well. Yeah. So you want that picking it in the oh, wait, wait, wait. And he he went in the twenties. Haloti was twelve. Oh no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Haloti was twelve. Yeah. Damn. You want at least that. And when I say at least that, Haloti Nada was on his way to becoming. So I mean, I haven't looked at any of these players yet, but. From what I have here listed, the top five is Jordan Davis, Perry and Winfrey. Oh, no, Jordan Davis out of Georgia, Perry and Winfrey out of Oklahoma, DeMarvin Leo out of Texas AM, Zach Carter out of Florida, and Federian Mathis out of Bama. I don't know what as any far of these as names like, mean. As far as the tackles, but as far as defensive passes. tackles. Yeah. Defensive Mathis tackles. Is, Mathis is cool. Mathis is cool. He's quick. He's strong. Um, even in the in the Georgia game, they use him as a stunt guy. I mean, as, as a setup guy a lot. I mean, I haven't watched any of them, really. But uh, I don't know. 
I don't know at 14. I just know Jordan Davis is tired. I got to look at I'm, I'm going to look at look at him this week. He says Leah will be a stud D lineman. He already has several moves. He play inside and out, and he collapses the pocket. What school is what school is Leo from? The Marvin Leo was uh, te- uh, Texas A&M. Okay. Six fourteen ninety. Hey, I I tell you I tell you what though. I'm the whole sauce garden of love. I pass. Mm. I pass on on the Mar Garden at corner. I I rather have just for just for like what I would like in a corner, as far as the physicality, the motor, the the ability to change directions, the ball skills, the man to man coverage, the off coverage. I'll take Stingley over him at fourteen. If somehow Stingley falls at fourteen, or I'll take the kid from from Washington. I mean, I forgot his, I forgot uh, his shorty name in Washington. Shorty a dog. Trent, you talking about Trent McDuffie? Yes, Lord. <laughs> He's a flat out stud. But you know, I ain't gonna turn down the uh, no Michigan pass rusher. You know how that go. That's I don't want to be biased. Uh, they've been balling lately. Michigan huh? players and Florida players don't work for our team. Only one I remember was drafting was Bredesen. Yeah, yeah. Bredesen. Yeah, he's cut <laughs> one this year. We got no. Then we got a fullback from them as well. What the hell were we drafting? Oh, the tight end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that I think I think that whole thing was was to see if uh, what's the name wasn't going to be ready. Boyle. Deshaun Elliott is a free safety, is a safety, is a free agent as well. But That's true. I think I think all of us, I well, me personally, I don't think. See, Deshaun is tough because it's like Deshaun got that Jimmy factor, where as he's starting to play his best ball, the injuries are steady hitting him, but. When you got Geno Stone, who played well in his absence, Brandon Stevens played extremely well. And Anchor played free, nickel, strong, and corner. I think Deshaun is expendable. Because you got two guys there, and then you got the draft. And then you still got Aldarius Washington that can play free safety. I think that they, they kind of upset that you know, with him getting hurt that he didn't get that many reps, you know, with Deshaun being being out. Because that would have been an ideal time to figure out who who he would have been. But I agree yeah. with you. I think they can't they can't afford to pay Deshaun Elliott. They just can't. So Deshaun Elliott's gonna be gone. He's gonna go somewhere else and you know try to get paid, but they just can't afford to pay him. Yeah. They really they can't afford to pay a lot of people. They're only gonna have what twenty something million. So I mean mm. And that's including draft picks. Yeah, that's- but but that's the beauty of it. You don't need to sign a lot of. It's so, to be to be totally honest. When you look at the list of twenty some free agents that that we have, I suppose move like that. And that leather scary. It's only three guys. 
it's only it's only three guys that you, you know what I mean. I would say bring back Bozeman, Ricard, and Campbell. That's it. That's it. Everybody else, you can let them go ahead. Bye. God bless you and yours. We gotta get younger. <laughs> Not be blessed. Be productive. <laughs> Facts. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what you gotta hit them with. Like it is what it is. <laughs> Like, like to be totally fair, like, and, and like, Calais is it's amazing how dominant Shorty is. It's like at thirty five, like you can't replace that, right? Shout out, hey Keith, we appreciate you, man. This we we gonna bring this Zoom back more consistently every Monday now that we got time. <laughs> I, ain't going I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know the future, but in the house twenty twenty two. Until 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I ain't bad at you. <laughs> Look, you see, I'm still here. I told you I was I was dipping off. I was like, nah, let's just chill. Let's just right, I'm about to ask you what happened. Like, nah, like let's just let's just chill. That's I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to risk. You ain't messing with Rona. No, I ain't nothing. Coco be right there just waiting for your ass. You just step front porch. Rona look, Rona had me down. I done came back. I ain't trying to go down again. All right, but real quick, real quick. Uh who y'all got like tonight? Um I want the Cardinals to win. Cardinals got everybody back. Well, everybody besides the Sun. Not the Sun. DeAndre. Man, y'all asking me to trust Matthew Stafford in this situation, and I just can't do it. I can't do it. I think the Cardinals Cardinals run game is going to be the difference. I'm going Cardinals. It's going to be close, 28-24 Cardinals. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't trust the coach. I don't uh, like – I don't know I don't know what Cliff is. I can't say I don't like him. I don't know what he is. I don't know. <laughs> And, and I'm gonna be biased. I'm a Cooper Cup fan, so I know where that go. <laughs> I had one last shot to stop it, real quick, though. All right, shot to stop it. Based on looks, Jerry Jones and Vince McMahon look like they can both drop dead today. <laughs> shot to stop it. Kyrie Irving is a top ten <laughs> talent at point guard. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Yo, I ain't see I ain't see Vince in a long time. I'm scared. Just look at Vince right now. <laughs> Yo, you gotta go look. Vince looked like he might die tonight. <laughs> Yo, stop. Oh, I'm t- no tonight. Like this time for tribulation take over the company. Yo, I'm telling you right now, if Vince make it through tonight, I'm gonna be shot. Yo, That's how bad it is. Is, is what <laughs> really starting? Yeah. That's what's up. Hey. He just got signed last. You know how bad you got to be to let a dude get signed last week that's old as hell and come in and start over you? Tony Jefferson. Sheesh. Sheesh. Unless that was there playing the whole time. Like I said, stop, stop, but it's not big. Kyrie Irving, the top 10 talent at point guard all time. Top 10 talent? What you mean? Top 10 most talented point. Or no, he's the most talented point guard of all time. They say ever. He's definitely most top 10. talented. Most talented point guard of all time. Uh, I don't know. I, I heard that a couple times, but you gotta I would have to hear what the what what people mean by that. Like like, like what do you mean with like, like skill criteria on, on skill? I think I think from a skill standpoint, 
Oh, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. They say he's the most skilled, could arguably the most skilled point guard. Most ever. skilled point guard in history. Now, I think yo. Out of five. I think I think what it is about Kyrie it, when people say that is he does everything above average, like well above average. Like far as finishing at the rim, for you factor in his size, that he don't really he don't play above the basket like certain point guards like Westbrook or whatever. He's like the best finishing at the rim. His handles is the best ever. His playmaking ability is well above average. His shooting ability is well above average. I mean, he got it all. He got it all. I think I think what you missing the point is like saying like like one category versus one, like he's a better three-point shooter than Steph. No. I don't think he's more talented than Steph. Period. I don't think I don't think they look at it that way. I think just from an overall skill standpoint, I think they say he's the point guard that can do everything that you want from a point guard at a well above average standpoint. And Again, I don't I think, think he's more talented than Steph or more skilled than Steph. I think he's way. I think he's more skilled than Steph. Ooh. By far. By far. Not I'm saying not by far. I'm sorry, not by far. I'm a, like when people say by far, that makes sense. They they shorten the other guy because I love Steph. I think Steph Curry game is 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 lovely. It's amazing. I don't know. I don't know if he's more talented than Steph though. Yeah. I don't think he has more skills than Steph. He's he's more skilled. I mean, Calvary has top notch handles. Like you said, best ever. Steph top five, maybe? No. Hell no. Steph he got handles. Yo. Steph got handles. He go, he's not a all right. So Steph Steph Curry is a better ball handler than Tim Hardaway. He's better than Isaiah Thomas. Well, I ain't gonna mention Isaiah Thomas. He's better than Tim Hardaway. Is he better hand ball handler than Jason Williams? Is he a better ball handler? Than, wait, wait, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Is he better than Rod Strickland? Is he better than Kenny Anderson? I think he better than I think he yeah, better than I would Jason say so, Williams. Yes. <laughs> I think I think Jason I think Jason Williams I think Jason Williams creates better off no. off the dribble than, than than Steph does, but I think he that he's Westbrook, but... better handle than Skip to Malou. Not really. We really talking about Skip to Malou? He said ball handling. Everybody I'm naming. Kyrie's a better ball handler than that's my point. He said in the history of the league, like everybody who's like, no. played basketball has shot huh? a basketball. Everybody who's played basketball has shot a basketball. Steph is the greatest to ever shoot a basketball. Three point shooter, maybe. He's the ball. greatest to shoot a basketball. Who's the nah. better shooter? Overall, yeah. I don't know, it's hard to say. He's 50, 49. I, I would say, say, I would say, I would say. And I don't like Steve Nash, but Steve Nash might be just as talented or skilled as Kyrie. Nah. He might be. 
us. He can Kyrie create Dotto. way better. He's a way Dotto. better passer. He can he finish can at the rim. Great shooter. He, he's solid <laughs> at the rim, but I, I think Kyrie got him. But, but at the same time, you it all depends on what people say, like what, what they mean when they say he's the most skilled. If I was Portland, I'd have fired Chauncey that night. Ain't no way how you're going to say that and I got Dan Lillard right here. <laughs> I'd have fired his ass right then and there. Like Kyrie, all right, all right, bring it in. <laughs> I don't know. It, whatever Kyrie does, he get a bad rap, but the kid not a bad rap, but super like basketball, he's super skilled, man. He's very skilled, but he made the game. He, the game is super easy with Kyrie. The game is super easy with Steph. <laughs> no, you know why? No, that's different. He averages more points, more defense, rebounds, more wait, wait, Defense is fair, Steph, because of his ability to shoot from a long distance. Think about it. If you can't, if you play, if you press Steph 94 feet, right, you're going to get tired because the boy never stopped moving and he come off 35 screens, right? Right. And he get he can shoot 99 Which is from a the skill. line. Huh? Which is definitely a skill. Which is a skill. Who, Which plays, is a skill? who plays without the ball better? It by far, Steph. By All right, far, cool, man. All right. <laughs> this is the type of debate that can go on for about an hour and a half. Yeah, but, it just can. But and, but and that's the thing with with when you think of skill, when people say most skilled players, you can put anybody in there. You can say you can say LeBron is the most skilled. He ain't a point. They have guard, a legit though. argument. He ain't a point guard. Huh? He ain't a point guard. He not? Quote unquote, not a point guard. I mean, All right, cool. But you see, you see my point? He ain't a G. But neither is Kyrie, though. Shit. Be honest with you. Nigga been, been a GM for three years, but he ain't a GM either. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, Kyrie ain't a point guard. Kyrie is a shooting guard. Yeah, like Kyrie like, is AI. Okay, I give you that. And he's he's from that mode. Same same thing with Steph Curry. He's a shooting guard. He's just six, two and a half. That's Steph it. Has more point guard skills than Kyrie, though. Heck no. How how can you say that and Draymond Green is the setup guy? <laughs> he averages more assists with Draymond Green being the setup guy. <laughs> L, 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 L. Know how you get assists? The person you pass, you just got to make the shot. He got shooters. Go to say got shooters everywhere. The way the system is. Don't? Wait, 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 wait. And the way the system is made, you're going to get a wide open shot because Steph demands so much attention. Clay demands so much attention. And they spread the floor so so wide. So you can get a wide open shot. You can get a shot in a good situation to, to, make, to make the layup or make a shot. That's how the scheme is, and it's beautiful. And Brooklyn don't. Brooklyn got three. I'm asking. I don't watch Brooklyn. I'm asking. Brooklyn don't. I mean, I I haven't watched them this year. I just know you got just from a personnel standpoint, you got ISO players in Brooklyn. With Kyrie being the main ISO player. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like Kevin Durant is the main ISO player. Either, either way, Kyrie either, will pass the ball for twenty either, seconds and then pass it to. To but forget Kyrie. Either way, either way, we talking about Steph. Being, I'm saying, I said Steph was is a shooting guard. Draymond Green runs that offense. It goes through Draymond. 
You're going to go through Draymond to another number one pick, just like Kyrie used to get. When I said we used to go through Kyrie. <laughs> he got – how many How many titles Golden State got? Three? Three. Through Draymond Green running the system. The proof is there. Just watch it. Just watch it. There's no other – there's no way around it. He runs it. He's the point guard. He's a quote-unquote point guard there. It goes to him because he has no other skill, but okay. He has that in defense. <laughs> you know, we're gonna take his seven point five. They gave me some buckets. What the fuck? I was said, I name one point guard gets doubled every possession besides Steph. Says a lot. Who's the greatest? He moves without the ball so well. It's ridiculous. It's so underrated. It's not underrated. That's that's a it's great skill. That's the if you close out wrong, then he can also take you up to different angles. Yeah, it's just and well that and the ball moves, the ball moving, player movement. Like it's a well-oiled machine in Golden State. It's a beautiful offense. Mm -hmm. That being said, I hope Brooklyn win. (laughs) I hope Brooklyn win too. I don't know. I don't know. Keith. He calls himself the greatest. I'm, is that you mean he the greatest? Period. Greatest point guard ever. Like whoa. Who Steph? I think that's what he. I don't know. I'm asking if that's what he's saying. I, mean, I ain't saying that. No. Y'all know who my favorite player is. Oh, I, I. I'll be the old man in that regard. I'll be the old man when it comes to. Uh, Y'all know my favorite than, point he's guard. Better than Kyrie. Cool. He can be better than Kyrie. I agree. He's better. Than, Overall player than Kyrie. Who's your favorite skill? point guard? See? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it could be better than Kyrie. I agree with that. It's just if if let's see. It's two two statements could be true. A player can be more skilled. Let's see. You can be more skilled and still be a lesser overall player than the person in front of you. And I'll give you an mm. example. That's a good point. I'll give you an example. I think so. Penny Hardaway is super skilled. Just look at his game from top to bottom. Penny was super skilled. Right. However, Steph Curry is better. And many, many people won't argue that. Oh. Magic is better. You get what I'm saying? Like, it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. he was in that mode, but. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> you made me mad all over again thinking about Penny. Hey, that's my favorite. But I, hey, I can admit it. Grant, Grant Hill. Grant Hill is super skilled. Oh, right. Grant was super, super, super skilled. But T-Mac was better. Carmelo is better. Some would say, uh, who else? I ain't gonna go Paul Pierce. Mm-mm, please don't. I ain't gonna go Paul Pierce. I won't do that. They ain't even give Paul him a Pierce. farewell. I mean, if we're talking about overall careers, Paul Pierce is better than Grant Hill because Paul Pierce was healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I'm just, I'm just talking about just, just like the head to head. You can't bring up nobody that they give a farewell game to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And, to, and, and he keep bring up a good point. You can't classify the position no more 
Because rarely do we see guys at point guard that aren't shooting guard on their teams now. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Or or you'll get a point guard that isn't an efficient shooter. They like to turn the ball over all the damn time. But this is a solid point guard. Make horrible decisions shooting the goddamn ball. And in this era, in this era, the, the shot is everything. Russell Westbrook is the is the point guard you guys deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched I, it. I, I haven't watched it. I, I I think I'm gonna get into it. I don't know, y'all. Russell so- Westbrook has took away my desire to ever watch basketball. Like that's how bad that shit has been. Ever since know. he came out with that documentary, that documentary is fire though. It was fire. I did enjoy the documentary, that but was... ever since he came out, watch basketball is shot. Like I really don't care no more. I really don't. <laughs> mm. This Lakers team is, has finally killed me out of the NBA. But you knew that going in. That was your. That was mm. your mindset going in. You said, you said that's it. You said that whole team ain't going to be good. I mean, I want to be right all the time. You called it the 2010 team. Yes. Yo, he – I don't know who – if y'all watching the game yet, but whoever 94 is on the Cardinals at D-Tackle, he ain't, he ain't been past the line of scrimmage yet. Matter of fact, he ain't been within five yards <laughs> of the line of scrimmage yet. And, and he played a, a scrimmage. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> they, he needs some help. He needs oh, some milk. Man. <laughs> oh man, y'all funny. All right. All right. Let's let's do this. We know we know what let's get these picks in because we know what's the matchups gonna be. Mm-hmm. Except for one. I mean we know what but the we know who they're gonna be. play, it's just a matter of yeah. which one gonna make it. Right. All right, so the first game is Bengals at Titans, Saturday, four thirty. I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals too. What's the word on Derrick Henry? I don't know, but I don't trust Tannehill. If Derrick Henry is healthy, I'm taking Titans. Actually, I might take the Titans. It depends on if 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 Titans are remotely healthy, I'll take them because I think the same. Uh, I think Vrabel can scheme up something pretty good to to shut them down, to slow them down defensively. San Fran at Green Bay. Lord have mercy. I think Green Bay is going to win. But I think San Fran has a chance to win if Fred Warner is playing. They need Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. If both of them are playing, San Fran has a chance to win. I just don't think San Fran can play in the cold. Gotcha. Who would you want to win, Al? I really don't care. We got got the trifecta last weekend. I'm good now. I could just enjoy football. I want San Fran to win, but they ain't. Patriots, Cowboys, and Steelers are out. I'm good. Trifecta didn't happen. I can just that was a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. 
All right, so it's like everybody going with Green Bay. Buffalo at Kansas City. Kansas Give City. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm hoping the Magic Mountain Magic Mountain Josh don't don't show up and that that roller coaster start dipping, but I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ride with Magic Mountain Josh and the Buffalo Bills. Andy don't lose to his uh his coaching tree too often, if ever. Or you lost to you didn't lost to John. You can go ahead and lose to Sean. That's his, I mean, that's the first time John beat him in what, like five, six tries? Whatever. Like <laughs> I think I think they're gonna beat Buffalo. All right, so if Arizona and Tampa Bay, let's do it that way. Arizona, Tampa Bay. I'm gonna I go Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa. Rams, Tampa Bay. Tampa. <laughs> I'm gonna go Rams. I trust Todd Bowles. I think Rams will beat them again. You trust Todd Bowles over Raheem Morris? Yep. Well, I, I don't put it like that. You, I you trust Tom, but but to be fair, your coaching style is Todd Bowles. Yeah, I I think my coaching style is is Todd Bowles with Raheem Morris's mentality. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just. I don't know, bro. I just like Raheem. I like what Raheem Morris brings to the table, bro. Uh, uh, I, but I, I trust Todd Bowles versus Matt Stafford more than I trust Raheem Morris versus Ta- Ta- Tom Brady. I'll put it to you like that. Uh, I would take... The Rams in that situation. Oh, actually, because they have they're healthier, and I think Raheem could dial something up to exploit to have to have his pass rushes exploit that offensive line. Especially I need to know being, what's up with Tristan being a little banged up. I need to know what's up with Tristan Wirfs. Right, that's going to be the big decision. Kirk, you got to die for that. Hmm. Yeah. But hey, man, appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Lil' willing, we be back at it next week to discuss the divisional round. Um, a little more draft coverage and a whole bunch of random stuff. I'll take us out. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We like you, we are.